too. Um. So yeah, we have Wet Brain on the podcast right now. Whoop whoop, Wet Brain, Merv. Hey. <laughs> oh, I wish Billy could have heard some of that. Wait, oh, it's filming right now. He's like on some reggae rap shit. Mm. It's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. Um. So yeah, where you been, bro? I've been taking care of plants, dude. Uh oh, up there. Yeah, I've been cleaning them and watering them and stuff. Cool. Um. So yeah, we got Wet Brain and Woody. Uh, Woody, whoop whoop. Wet Wet Brain, Merv is just. Should I just call you? Wait Merv? wait wait. What's your What's your name? My artist name is Wet Brain. Yeah yeah yeah. My my government name is Matthew Mervis. But all my friends call me Merv. Merv, I like it. Yeah, Merv is a really cool name. I I actually have thought that when like looking at your looking up your contact in my phone a few times merv like what's the i remember when i was a kid they used to have the merv griffin show yeah i would watch that so merv isn't short for anything it's short for mervis which is my last name mervis yeah huh mervis yeah wow that's definitely going in the hat for kid names yeah. For when I have a kid. But that's a last name. Yeah, it's my last name. But, like, people use it like my sh- first name because everyone just calls mm-hmm. me Merv. So it's like... Merv. It could okay. be a first name, I guess. Merv. Yes, is that oh, correct? Uh, so are you in the industry as well somewhere and somehow? In the so- sobriety industry? Sober recovery? living stuff? No. I mean, no, I live it a sober living, but I'm, uh, I just do music. Oh, so you're newly sober? So I had two so I had two and a half years, that's the longest that I've had, and then ten months ago I relapsed on a couple things, did dope for like two days, and then uh and then I've had ten months since then with like no drugs. I took mushrooms one time and since the shrooms I have four months. So I have like four months. Right How was that? How was that taking of the shrooms? Thing? Yeah, so just being was, sober at all. So fucking, Try to, oh. Yeah, it was so fucking stupid, dude. I took them because I was like with this girl, and she was like, "Take mushrooms with me." And, oh. da, 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 da. and I was like, "I wanted to do da 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 da." So I was like, "All right, fuck it." Whoa! <laughs> but but was it a good yeah. thing or a bad trip or was it? I was really intense. Like they hit super hard, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was chilling. But like, I just the whole time I was like, this is cool. But like, did you get the da da da? I did. Oh, that's good. All Actually, right. that story that is like? really fucked, dude. Huh. I don't even. Know, it's so fucked. I don't even know if I can say it on a podcast. Oh god, we want to hear it, dude. The more fucked, yeah, you the can. better. <laughs> you, you, you can, but before you go into the story, I uh, I just want to highlight and emphasize like how serious relationships are, or even just lust Fact. or one night stand or sex. It's like. It really can take us out. Dude, if Fast. some hot girl said, you got to eat shrooms and you can do the do-do-do, I'd probably do it <laughs> at this point. Because right. I know I could, pro- I feel like I know I could just do it and not do it again, but and, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, so so then you would basically be willing to like change your sobriety date just for that? Fuck, dude, I haven't had sex in years, man. But I'm, so that's a real question. Would and with you, like a different person, I don't even understand. That would blow my mind. Okay. Because I was in a long-term relationship. Sorry. Go ahead. So would you? Yeah. Can you set me up? 
<laughs> Maybe. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm like curious. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Right. I'm just curious if you like actually. Depends how hot she was, probably. Wow. I don't know. I may be just talking out of my, you know. Yeah. So what happened? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> dude, this is this whole story is insanely fucked. Um. So the first part is like, yeah, we like. She's like, let's get some shrooms and we can like have a good time. And I was like, all right. Okay. But that was a stipulation. You couldn't have a good time without. No, shrooms? we had already had a good time. But she oh. was like, let's have more and take mushrooms. And I was like, I oh fuck it. All right. And then we did it. We're like tripping. We're having sex and then like, um, like tripping balls, and uh, I look down and there's like blood everywhere, mm. and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm I'm tripping balls. I, I I'm like freaking out. Like I'm like, oh my god, I'm killing her. <laughs> <laughs> like what, dude? And then she looks back at me like while I'm tr- so tripped out, and she goes. I think I just started my period. Like, it's fine. Like, just oh. keep going. Like, <laughs> You're, like, devastated. <laughs> and I, I, this wave of, like, relief came over me. Like, I really thought I was killing her in that moment. And mm. she just looks back at me, and she's still alive. And she's like, no, you're good, dude. Like, it's fine. And you were tripping, tripping, tripping. Yeah. She's like, I'm in heat, bro. And I was just like, wow, this is fucked. <laughs> um, dude, but, it, dude, I mean, again, like, what Pat said before is so true. Because, like, Unfortunately, that girl's not around today. Oh, it's her. Wait, 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 wait. Like, mm, wow. Yeah, she uh, passed away, like, uh, maybe a month later. Like, not with me, but <clears throat> just that shit, so, shit kills people, dog. That's so crazy. That's wow, so and now I feel bad. We were, like, joking and laughing. and yeah. I should probably feel bad too, but it's like a fun. I don't know. It's kind of a crazy story. But was yeah, she it's, it's uh, sad uh, that she passed away? It's sad as fuck. Was she a sober person, or sort of sober? Kind of. Yeah, she was like, uh, like in kind of in and out. Like she she had tried it. I think. So you didn't you didn't have like the you, you, why did why do you think that you weren't able to just be like you know what I fuck with you I'm down to hang out but I'm like sober and I take that shit seriously so like. Cause like I'm a sex and love addict too. No, I know, but bro, she would have like probably respected that even more, and like fucked with you even more. Yeah. If you if you had the confidence to just be like, I'm good, I'm sober, and I like take that shit seriously. <clears throat> I don't know if you said it the right way, but I can like, but I'm down if you want a trip. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, like I feel like part of me was kind of down like because i wasn't uh she did other drugs around me and she'd be like come on and i was just like fuck no dude you're out of your mind but like because it was mushrooms i was like okay like fuck it i don't know it seems like a good time certain drugs will will create the obsession for me and certain ones won't so after that you didn't use no i haven't used since then no. And you had like what, like a year or something? I had ten. I had like probably six or seven months when that happened. Now I have like four months past that, so I have like ten months since shooting dope, but like four months totally abstinent from everything. If that makes sense. I mean, it just how long were you sober before you did that? Ten months. Six months. Yeah, like six or seven months before. And then you just so six months. You're like fuck it. Shrooms. Yeah, probably like exactly six months. I'm honestly. resetting my date. Just yeah, I mean, I just like 
Okay, for me personally, like I'm sober so that I can like have a good life and pursue what I want to do and like I'm sober for for me. I'm not really like I mean, it's dope to have, to be able to sit there and be like I got 20 years. I haven't done anything in 20 years. But for me, it's just like I don't morally have a problem with like certain shit like shrooms if you want to do that shit every once in a blue moon i'm like whatever like i don't i'm not saying i'm trying to do that necessarily i'm just saying like certain drugs that bring the obsession back for me and i've been like in the sober thing like long enough to kind of know at this point like like certain things make me want to use other things and certain things don't really you know yeah but pretty much anything else other than stuff like that um will make, make me want to do other shit like I, I i'm a junkie like heroin crack and uh like xanax and shit are and weed are like my go-to that's what i want to do but like what about booze i'm not a boozer but the thing is mm. like even if i get drunk or if i take ritalin or adderall or like basically anything else it'll lead me back to that to the stuff i like to do yeah it's weird. What did you do? What Her- was Heroin, Xanax, alcohol, uppers every now and then. Yeah, I don't but, really like uppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not wired that way, them. but <clears throat> mainly the Holy Trinity for me was heroin, uh, Xanax, alcohol. Mm. Just like shut my brain off, mm-hmm. please. I bet. You know. I don't know why I like speed and weed. Speed and weed. Because I'd love to have my brain shut off, but whatever i don't know why because it's euphoric i guess heroin wasn't really around that much like it is now either so i i remember doing it and just not really being dead i was okay it's like i threw up and i felt okay but i don't remember like really loving it or anything it's interesting maybe you got a bad batch I did it enough. I mean, I got to the I got to the point where, I, like, I went in someone's room and there was tinfoil burnt, and I was trying to like get some off their tinfoil. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. But it was more physical or something. It wasn't like I don't know. For did me. you ever catch like a nod? Not really. No. All right. So enough of the bullshit. Okay. This just turned into a group. Oh wait! Can I say one thing? Uh, you ready to group okay. Murph? Oh, I, no, can I say? Can I, I don't say want to do thing? that. That's where it's going. I, I, I want to say one thing just because it, it got brought up. Like I'm not. I'm in no way like in my music anymore or anything that I do and say like trying to glorify or make people think taking drugs is cool. I literally right. think taking drugs and substances is the wackest shit you can ever do. Like I actually think that. Like for real and. And for me, sobriety for me is about trying to, like, be free of the obsession. It's all about the obsession for me. Like, yeah. like if if somebody's like, like I'm just trying to to just not ever have that again. So anything that creates the obsession in me, I'm trying to not fuck with. So even. And for me, I'm an all around addict. So sex, love, drugs, all of it. Like I have an obsession. For me, the, the obsession. For me, the obsession with drugs has been lifted, but but like the other ones, it hasn't. But yeah, that's that's. I just wanted to say that. Like, so yeah, I, I I I think that I don't have an issue with people using drugs. 
My wife does. She yeah. takes mushrooms and smokes weed every day. I've been with her for 18, 17 years. Like, it's all good. Like, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that you... Well, I, I'm pretty sure what you meant to say was like, for you, yeah, it's for whack. Yeah, for me. For me. But you don't think other people that use... You don't go, oh, they're getting high. That's whack. I kind of do. Oh, you like, I don't do. think they're whack like right. as people. I'm just like, yo, like, Why? that shit is whack. Right. Like, See, that's the that's something that I've had to like grow past i feel like when we first get sober i don't like, judge them though yeah and, and and i think that we have to have a clear understanding of the fact that like some people don't have what we have and they can like enjoy drugs in a different way and that we can and like accepting the understanding that there is a difference so it's like if people are in their disease and they're addicts and they're using like okay that's whack they're lost they probably need to get find the truth and like get sober. But for other people that are like healthy and there are such things as people, like I have good friends, one of my best friends, very successful music producer. Like he does that shit with artists all the time who probably are alcoholic who need to get sober, but he's not like, he's like a well, even keeled dude who like trips out sometimes and like, whatever like he's just yeah same with my wife like she's just got her shit together and she doesn't like we just are overthinking it all the time yeah. you know we can't just let it be yeah well know? here's the other thing too I, I think like also for me it's like we think that we call, people call in the rooms people call them normies right like people right. that but like for me it's like there's certain things like if you've even like if you're if you're even like smoking crystal meth to begin with like you're probably Something not a wrong normie. With you. <laughs> yeah, like my mom's a normie, and if I was to be like, "Mom, have you ever smoked meth?" She would just be like, "What the right. fuck?" Right. Like, so, so no. basically, what like, you're saying is like, that, if you're just smoking crack, yeah, like so, so, <laughs> like even to begin with, <laughs> so like what? So basically, what you're saying is like, when it comes to those drugs, they're whack. Yeah, but when it comes to like uh, hallucinogenics, weed, and alcohol, it's like okay. Okay, well, here's the thing. I think um, if you're already an, uh, like an open-minded person like us, I think even like hallucinogenics are whack. But like, if you're not like, if you're like some guy that works on Wall Street that's like a fucking robot and has no idea like what's really going on, like, you probably need to take some mushrooms. Damn, they might help you out. But like, if you're like us, like mushrooms will do nothing for you. <laughs> like, Dude, you're just I, wasting your your time, kind bro. Of. I'm like, I I totally get where what you're saying i get that and it was actually revealed to me on my sobriety journey when i had like an experience with ayahuasca 10 years into my sobriety um it was revealed to me that i don't this isn't this isn't my path yeah that was my truth my truth was like what you already are on your path this is for the lost ones yeah who were those were the types that were at this retreat in um costa rica called rhythmia which we ended up it was a four-day deal and we left after the first day and i went there actually not even thinking that that's what it was going to be about yeah but once it was shown to me that that's what it was about i called my sponsor and i like made a at the time what i believed to be a well-informed decision to like do this with my wife after having a decade of sobriety which was like a big you did ayahuasca yeah oh 
I feel I, I feel like it was the right decision now. But now years later and you got a truth and stuff. So so but like walking through that with transparency and honesty and like understanding my intention wasn't to get loaded it was right. to have a spiritual yeah. experience no but like i that's, believe that though. yeah but that's like a tricky thing for sure and but i do tell, believe people do stuff like but that we can tell that. ourselves that that's what we're doing uh-huh. and be lying to ourselves uh, right yeah, that's valid too. so like and 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 the fact that i actually flew all the way <laughs> there like not knowing was like a big deal. It was like, and it's, it's really, I would not encourage anybody to try to navigate this type of shit unless you have like a solid five to 10 years sober. Yeah. I would agree with that. S- solid though. <laughs> I'm talking solid or not at all. Just why? That's what I'm why saying. Do it? Don't, don't why take well, the well, risk. Well, yeah. that's what was revealed to me was that like, and I can only speak for myself. I don't need any of that and I don't want any of that. And, um, the risk is so that's what was shown to monumental me. too. It's just not worth it. Yeah, like I think it, I think it's yeah. Really, like why? Like dive into the work, not that. I would agree with that statement. I think though, but for in general, I think for everybody, addicts, non-addicts, like the psychedelic thing, the ayahuasca thing, all of it. It's just like I feel like there's some people that would benefit from that experience. Yeah, but and then I think there's some people that it just wouldn't even. It's just kind of pointless because they're already so open-minded. It's like yeah. you don't need to open yourself up. Yes, yeah, I've never smoked so crack or meth with anybody who didn't need this program. <laughs> yeah, personally, me neither. They're out there probably. There's people that have like experimented with like hardcore drugs that were like, whoa, I was just like fucked up and made a bad decision and never did it again. Yeah, I think uh, we all agree on that. But what we're talking about is hallucinogenics. Yeah, those are those bit. are chill. I don't like. I there's plenty of normal people that can do them. In but, my, in my right, opinion. but 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 what he's saying is is that like alcoholics shouldn't. Yeah, unless you're like a robot, rigid, stuck right. alcoholic that like. Really, just needs yeah, to yeah, open. Yeah. Up I, I a bit. really like that. I really you know? like. I feel like your his perspective on all this is like we're further removed from the life that he was just living, so he's closer to it. So I think that we have something to offer you, and like us having an open mind and hearing what you're saying is like is I think I want to be open to that too. Like that's an interesting point that you're making that like, if you're, but how do you know that you're like a closed minded, rigid, as you put it, like stockbroker, like there are probably some stockbrokers who do have an open mind. I think, mind. I think someone just tells you like, dude, like you need it. You need it. You probably need to take shrooms, bro. You're kind of I like mean, a robot. I've been, I've been told lately that, I have a really closed mind too. You know what I mean? But I'm not a stockbroker. Hair and a face tattoo. That don't. That, yeah, but I. So hey, hold on. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Do you are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? No. Really? Wait, wait. The guy from Wolf of Wall Street? No, that's not. No, I, <laughs> that's Jordan Belford. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we've actually done a bunch of videos for him. Actually. Really? That's yeah. so sick. No, Jordan Peterson is just like a. Um, How would you, what would you call him? I would call him, I don't know. I just think he's an influencer of the right type. I don't know. Oh, is he like a Gary Vee type of guy, kind of? He's a professor. Yeah, there's something going on in some music or something. 
Um, yeah, it's just he's like Ben Shapiro. So there's this thing called the dark web. Oh, okay, I don't know yeah. why it's called that, but it's like I'm familiar. Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, um, uh, Sam Harris. They all have podcasts. They're all super successful. They're all like su- like really concerned with like the truth and philosophy, and they all have like different accredited. They're all like really really smart. I mean. Yeah. Joe Rogan doesn't really have any of that, but he's like, I feel like almost the smartest of all of them and is able to speak in a way that like normal people will understand yeah. when Jordan starts talking. It's hard to, it's hard to like hear him without. And that's why I totally understand like why Woody has this stance on him because like when he speaks, it's, it almost sounds like he thinks he knows some shit. But he's only speaking from a place of like, well, this was what we learned in this field on this date. These are the things that... Has anyone ever asked him that question? Is that the stance you're speaking from? Asked who? I don't know if anyone's ever asked him that question. Well, no, but if you listen to like an entire podcast with him, that will be revealed. Because oh. you'll realize that, oh, Joe's like ask, Joe's questioning some of the stuff he's saying and he's like... He's not like rigid in – I guess Jordan Peterson kind of is a little bit rigid. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing, Woody, because me and Woody kind of had a little thing earlier today. We're all, as alcoholics, a little bit closed-minded to certain things. All of us. Absolutely. That's one of our number one daily things is to be open-minded. Yeah, and, you know – I've just it. I've just noticed that you sort of have like your mind made up about certain things and to have a truly open mind God damn it Woody is just to open your mind about like Kanye <laughs> Kanye's been around for 25 years but but what but like Kanye? but hold on let, let me say this if we're really like working a program and like giving our will and our life over to the care of a power greater than ourselves and practicing open-mindedness, then like we're open to having a completely new experience tomorrow that could be completely different than the one we had today, which means that I might not like a certain person today, but like tomorrow I might, I have to be, I want to be open to having a different opinion tomorrow. Mm, That's just, that's very inspirational. And that's Seriously. like how I try to live because I've, it's been shown to me that like I am stubborn and I am super opinionated and I've missed out on a lot of amazing things in life oh, because of, because of that. So many things, even using I so many things like primetime helped me realize that. And I don't know if you're just saying it earlier. You're like, Oh, I don't fuck with Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you were saying that almost like halfway joking. Cause I had entered the room and you were just kind of like, nah, yeah, me. that's why I said it. Okay. <laughs> because like, I really do care about you. I would have said the same thing to Wickham though, because I know that like, that's it. That that's, yeah, that's like on brand for Wickham. You know what I mean? Like, oh, to, Wickham likes him too. Yeah, you know, like I just. So I, I guess, like, my question would be like, if so many people that you can I like explain why I don't like him? Yes, yeah, go but, for but it. But first, I want to ask you this. Let us brainwash you first, and then it, try to explain. Well, no, I just <laughs> want to ask you if so many people that you respect like him so much, wouldn't you be interested to 
at least like understand why. I mean, my question is like, if I'm so close minded, why would I surround myself with people that do fuck with him when I don't? Because you're not close minded in that way when yeah. it comes to like your friends and stuff and accepting alcoholics into your life. Right. I'm not friends with Jordan Peterson. And but you are close minded when it comes to like certain things revolving around like religion yeah. and, and like spirituality. I wouldn't consider religion spirituality. That's right. He, he hates Sermon on the Mount too. God well, damn it. <laughs> that might actually be the, the core of the issue is that like what is that? spirituality is what religion is all about like in its essence. But I mean, if spirituality is all about having an open mind, I feel like religion is the most closed minded thing on earth. Yeah, that's because your experience with religions has been a bad one. And a, a, no, a mis- it says it, mis- what oh, it says me, in the book. Let me finish. It's, I think it's been a misrepresentation of what... Like, I'm not a religious person either. And neither is Jordan Peterson. Neither is Billy. Right? Yeah, but it's the, the religion thing isn't why I don't like fuck with Jordan Peterson. Right. If anything, I would want to hear his perception on religion and kind of like dissect it and probably throw it all in the trash. But, <laughs> but, but why here, have like a this f- negative like, opinion going into it? Why not try hearing it out and then like also and like with an open mind? Because I, I don't value religion i it's just not no but part of my you don't have to value religion to listen to jordan peterson with an open mind dissect the bible i just dissect jordan peterson no but he understands that the bible was the first book ever written and he's explaining what the stories are meant to symbolize why they're important why they've had such an effect on mankind like he's looking at that through his through his uh, through his lens though he'll even take like uh disney movies and explain yeah and that's all that's there's no psychological books on disney movies those are all his opinion and that's what i'm trying to say this is all a guy archetypal bro everything is someone's opinion okay and i just don't (laughs) i just don't like his opinion like i'm listening to him and he's like music is layers and they there's a lot of recordings they record it over layers and what that represents is all of these they're they're patterns they're pattern no he did say it's layered of pattern layers layers of patterns layered on top of each other and that's disagree with that because he said sort of true but no that's 100 percent true but where he lost me was when he said and that's all life is is patterns and this and that and those two things are totally similar when he said the reason people listen to music is because this this has patterns and that has patterns is where i disagree i don't think that's why people listen to music he didn't say that's why they listened to it. He said he that's, did though. He said that's why we have an emotional reaction to it because it's similar to life, but it's like an artistic representation of what life is. Well, he could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it's an know. interesting point of view. Yeah. I don't know whether he's right or wrong, but I definitely can see what he's trying to say. Yeah, when you explain <laughs> it like that, I see what you're. I see what you mean, but that's not how he explained it. Right. The way he explained it was very, very just like a matter of factly. 
well, um, that's so that's what that's where that's why what I was saying earlier, like, oh, like, this is why they listen to it. And it's like, yeah, you don't that's know why that. the way he talks, he has like a Canadian, like his cadence and like the way he talks, it sounds like there's like a ego and like a sureness behind it, which is what kind of puts you off, I think. So, yeah, like, why would I put myself through three hours of that instead of just like coming up with my own idea of why I listen to music? Because he's done it for so long and he's analyzed it so hard and he's smart and he'll just like, you'll just be like, damn, I never even considered maybe, whoa. But you but need let to me have just, an open mind to do me, that and you need to not be trying to like pick something apart. Let me just it. give you another take on Jordan Peterson. Okay, some people I am associated with the that are religious think he's the devil. So he's definitely not religious because strict religious people who take the shit literally listen to him and they think he's like like blasphemous. Uh, like the devil, basically yeah. tricking people to think that the Bible is really like this and it's not some literal thing. So there's there's just another take on him. I mean, it's 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 whatever. It's just for me like if somebody's like super popular and like affecting culture in like a major way, I'm just like I want to understand why. Is Jordan Peterson like that? Like he's affecting culture in a major way. This guy, one hundred percent, he is. Really? Damn, well, I gotta, I gotta at, check at him out. At that's, least, that's at least, cool. I'm at least glad that you can admit that. No, I do that with everything affecting culture. Yeah. I actually like when there's people like that influencing culture. Like I'm like, well, this is the problem. Mm. He, he is the problem. <laughs> I think like Kanye is the problem. Ted, I think what's wrong with Kanye? Just curious. I don't know much about him. Really, nothing. But what's wrong with him? And just so you know, like I respect that you have a strong opinion. It's one of the reasons I fuck with you, and I hope that you feel confident to like continue to like speak your truth and have that kind of yeah. Opinion. You know what I'm saying? But like also at the same time, like have an open mind to hearing people you care about and trust in their opinion and like the goal the big the great goal is for us all to like be able to communicate and like change our opinions like i've actually been listening to that podcast and like low-key like not fucking with jordan more just because i value your opinion right does that make sense yeah so i would only want that same thing from my friends who have like closed minds because I'm trying to open mine too. Like that's what I'm saying though. When I see somebody so influential, my first thought is to like go against the grain. And yeah. you know, dude, I, like, I do have him. I do have a lot of pride and ego. I'm like, this is what's wrong with society. But like low key, like when I'm alone at night, I'll be like, okay, I'll like check out Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So like, just that, <laughs> but not like tell anybody that pride and ego just isn't serving any of us. But what's wrong with Kanye? Can you just tell me really quick in like five seconds? I this is what I think is wrong with Kanye. Okay, I think, <laughs> let's hear. It. I think Kanye's a great artist, like revolutionary, obviously. But like, I think you should really only take super serious. I feel like when he's singing or rapping into a microphone, that's when you should listen to Kanye. But if he's just like talking, he's just like any other per- like. I think like certain artists are are prolific, and their art is prolific, and then. And then, and it's a gift that's not like it's given to them by God or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Like, this is a gift. Like, it's not necessarily their art. It's like, Mm. it's bigger than that. And I think like sometimes we put these people on a pedestal because they're, they give us great art and we're like, oh, like he's not just a normal person. He should be something 
bigger than or he should we he should have knowledge or whatever it's like mm-hmm. it's like Kanye's just a normal dude that's been blessed with this like insane gift of so by that rationale shouldn't we be more like shouldn't we be blaming the individual who's putting him on the pedestal and not him he's yeah. just who he is and the fact that he's a good artist is probably why he has a big personality almost as yeah. a bystander of that so like that's just like more entertainment, right? It's not his, him. His it's cra- us. Yeah, it's yeah, us. Exactly. Like we're the ones that are like, oh my god, Kanye. Yeah, yeah but like, like, hold up, dude, though. But like, but none of us in here are doing that. Yeah, that's just how right? the cookie crumbles. So like, oh, I, oh, none of us are being like, oh fuck, Kanye. No, none of us are putting him on a pedestal. Him. Yeah, like okay. I think he's. Well, I think we so do mad. because he's famous. You so, wouldn't be like trip out if you met him at Starbucks or something. Well, You'd for be sure. Yeah, because but he's famous because of the music. He's not famous for being and fashion. Yeah, and well, yeah, that's what I mean, like creating art like, and stealing not, Taylor Swift's award <laughs> off, yeah, to, like that kind of shit, bro. And like people put him on this pedestal, and I'm like, yeah, this is what's wrong with society. We can't just like say, yeah, he's great with music, but he's absolutely fucking crazy when they take what he says in the press and in the media, and they actually like try to say it's profound. I'm so just like, be mad. So be mad at the press and the media and society, not him. Yeah, it's like the Travis Scott put thing. Your, put your direct your frustration and your rebellion towards the actual like know your enemy. Like rage against the machine, not the cog. Like if anything Kanye is like Wait, rage against the machine as a as a concept or the band? Well, like they said know your enemy. Oh. And I feel like we get caught up in like in like I can fuck with that idea. Yeah, like we're making yeah, I would the, agree with that too. we're making the wrong people the enemy. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like we're over here fighting with each other over the COVID shit when like these motherfuckers made it in a lab. <laughs> like and that's what I love about Joe is cause he's saying, like, wait, why aren't we angry at these fools? We're over here fighting amongst that's what politics is. It's like get us to disagree as a people so that we can get away with all this so crazy easy shit over to here. do though and kanye is just like a fucking eccentric wild yeah dude like like, like very very like um he's a rock star well he's pretty much an alcoholic is he yeah and he's got like issues mental issues bro he's like mentally yeah, unstable sure he has like mental health issues for though. sure yeah. But so, but like, here's the thing, like bro, I feel like anyone who's like that famous, almost like, or who's like life is like probably what Kanye's is like because of the pedestal and all this other shit is like, I feel like anyone would have mental health issues at, like at a certain point if right. they were like being treated like Kanye. That, that's and their a, life was like that, Kanye, and that's like another thing that I feel like so many people don't like appreciate that I feel like I have a little bit of a better understanding of. Um, is like once you get to that point, like it's everything, everyone and everything is telling you to like be safe, be quiet, just like get the money, like don't disrupt the fucking boat. And this motherfucker's just like so punk rock with it that he's like, I have to speak my mind. I'm yeah. going to make a fucking fool out of myself because I'm crazy and like impulsive. And like, I agree with Woody. Like, I don't really like when he got up there and did that speech at the fucking VMAs or whatever, talking about this is for the children. I was like, fuck bro. Like, I wish you actually said something that was like held depth and weight and like mattered. 
yeah. but you're up there. Well, he does. I, think, I love the gesture of what you're doing, but like, I don't know what you're fucking saying. Yeah, I think he does in his music. Sells more shoes. But no, here's, but here's the, the thing. thing. I think he yeah. does in well, his that music too. because that's where Kanye is most articulate. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's how you know that there is like a real brain behind yeah. all that. And when you see what he's trying to do with Donda, like he's actually trying to make the world a better place. Whether he succeeds or not is irrelevant. Like his goal in life, like did you see the post he did today? No. But like one thing I want to say is like can you imagine like the like the type of anxiety that that, that guy lives oh, with? Oh, well that's what I'm saying. Like and rather than just like like going away in a fucking dark hole and like that's just what like, i would want to do right that's what i would just want to curl up and just be left alone if i was kanye if i had to do what kanye does but like, yeah i mean i don't know I, like i feel like we've talked about kanye so much on this fucking podcast but i i think it's like for certain people like that like juice world too like they talk about i feel like if I was them, I would see as how you could just so easily fall into this like abyss spiritually of like everything you want, like you think you want in life, you just have an abundance of. Like those guys, like girls, money, clothes, car, everything external that doesn't actually make you happy long term, they just have an abundance of to the point where it's like they, they probably just fall into like this like weird like reality that I can't even imagine mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's why they're doing it, it's probably going to end bad. But if they have an understanding of like why they're doing it because they enjoy doing it and they just want to have like meaningful relationships and like a family or whatever, then I think they'll be okay. And we've seen so many successful people like navigate that like in yeah. a healthy way. Yeah. And that's why I love Joe Rogan because he's an example of that. For sure. I think you learn pretty quick, too, yeah. that when when you have that, that it doesn't make you happy. Yeah. Or you don't, though. Like, we but, see the people that don't learn it. You know? <laughs> yeah. We see them, too. Like who? Like, who? like Chingy? Well, well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chingy, the, all dude. The, all the He's kids down that bad died. right now, bro. He's down bad. All the kids that die, like, but yeah, that, yeah. Oh, But, like, I think this is a good segue, too, because I, like... Like you're independent, right? And like Pat, you sign you you like signed to a record deal, and like I don't know, he's like kind of in this weird spot, like the in between spot. And I kind of wanted to hear what you guys like were talking about, want, would talk about if you like talked about the music industry, because you were talking about some stuff about like building a brand the other night that I thought that like you would really fuck with. Mm. Oh yeah. When I was just saying, like, I want to try to retain my independence for as much of my music and shit as possible. Yeah. Yeah, just because I know so many people. Like, I yeah, have so but many like, friends that... That sounds great. Yeah. But until there's, like, a, you know, 500 grand on the table, record deal. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, I've had meetings with people from major labels have hit me up. But the thing I'm is... I'm saying, like, a real offer. Yeah. Let's go. What are you what are you saying? I'm I'm just saying like for me personally, like I've had meetings with them and they talk to my management. I don't talk about money with people. I'm really bad at talking about money. I'm so bad at it okay. because I come So check from, it out. I come from money. Half so. a million dollars. Uh two album deal. Uh Universal Republic. Go. Yes or no? Honestly, for half a million, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you realize that's like a lot nowadays. But like the thing that like the, uh, the 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 counterpoint for me is my mom can give me 
that to make a record Dude, so why you're why gonna so like why am i gonna sell my soul to this guy so like if i can just be like mom can you give me like i don't know 50 grand for a record you know like to make this record like that record yeah. i was showing you the album like it cost thirty thousand dollars to make that record and yeah. she would say yes yeah, as long as I'm sober, dude. My mom's like. The but you have to lady. realize that there's also a machine behind you now. Oh, with with like the record labels. Yeah, I mean, there's more yeah. to it than just a half a mil. But here's the thing, though, that I think about is like, there is a machine, but for someone in my position, like I have half a million monthly listeners on Spotify, which is good. <laughs> like that's really good for yeah. independent. But like, it's amazing. But here's the thing, like, Republic, like Universal, they have like. 150 artists that have like 6 million monthly listeners so like they're not gonna put as much and if they only give me half a million they're not gonna put as much fucking into that as they would like chingy's new album yeah (laughs) like like just realistically so it's like i feel like if you get to the point where you're like pop and pop and super crazy and you can get a good deal and you can like own most of your masters and you can like get the machine to really work for you it's like a different conversation but if you're like just starting to get popping and you like sign away can i ask a question yeah are there independents that are popping yeah chance the rapper i think is independent for the most part um and then russ dude russ i'm not a big russ fan but like he's independent as fuck you kind of look like him that's the funny part tech nine is he tech nine's independent you might as well just mention insane clown posse at this point. oh yeah and those like think about how much money those motherfuckers i'm pretty sure that like revolution and all the slightly stupid or slightly stupid might have have a deal yeah, I mean, those guys probably have So, yeah, have I mean, look, that was sort of just a test. I think that, like, you're right where you should be, and you're, it all, it's amazing. It's, 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 you're really lucky that you're, like, sober, too. Yeah, but, like, that you have, I mean, you're, des- you're not desperate, which will probably the reason that, that will probably be the reason that you end up being successful because you're just, like, yeah. doing it for all the right reasons. Yeah. And and also like, um, I don't know. Fuck, I forgot. You were talking about like making a house out of bricks instead oh, of yeah. Like it's like the same thing with like like what a, you're doing too. Here's the thing. Also, I wanted to say I feel like also I'm starting to like crack off a little bit uh, at an age where I'm like 30 and like yeah I'm not on drugs anymore. So it's like if someone is to come up to me and offer me like five hundred thousand dollars to do this or that, I'm gonna really think about what it is that they're asking me like and the whereas, small print too all the yeah, little like yeah. who owns what and you know, exactly like, whereas like if I was nineteen and I was on drugs still and you came up to me and you're like, oh, we want to yeah. give you half a million dollars for your re- next three records I'd be like Fuck yeah, dude. Like, let's get yeah, high, I didn't, high, was, I, didn't even, I didn't even know I was making three records. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, let's do it. But now you've, like, made one. And it's, like, sounds really good. Yeah. And I, I don't, I just, I just, I just, I don't just say that. And I don't really need to hear more than what I heard. Like, Thanks, I, I, I get it. It really means a lot, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you put in the work. And you've probably made a bunch of shitty stuff. Oh my god! Before yeah. you made that. Oh my god! So much. Yeah. So much shit that the world will never hear. You know. You hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that's I'm, that's I'm, what blows my mind about like people like Peep and and Juice and shit is like 
after they died like i wonder how much of the music comes out post post-mortem that like they were they personally were like i hope never no one ever fucking mm. hears this song mm. mm-hmm. and then like it's out now yeah. you know just because they're dead and like i don't know how Trying did these to get people bag? die was it drugs juice and peep it was drugs and then x x i'm a big x fan too but he got stabbed or he got <laughs> shot have you seen the juice world documentary yeah I really, I really liked that documentary. Yeah, I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, what's it I on? Mean, HBO. You'll love it. Yeah, you would probably. Love it. Yeah, I sure. mean, this fool. I, I don't. I mean, I honestly, I don't think anyone has ever used as much drugs as he did during his career. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize like what an addict he was. Honestly, it just was nonstop. I didn't he realize till always, I saw that like how actually he was much of an addict for, he for was. the entire two years of his entire career. He was literally nodding out the whole yeah. time, or at least that's what it seemed like in the documentary. In the, yeah, but you know what I liked about that doc and about Juice that I didn't know really until after watching that shit was like, I feel like what made me think wow Juice was really a real one was like the fact that. He was with this girl, like, I don't really know much about his girlfriend, Allie, or whatever, but he was with this girl, like, pretty much his whole career, and it looked like he just wanted to kick it with her, like, he wasn't even trying to just, like, fuck random hoes. Plus, like, you can just tell he's a cool dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you can, can w- when you watch that much footage, he, they have, like, all, it's all, everything was filmed, so it's not just, like, yeah. talking heads, it's, like, mostly footage of him in his career, like going on planes, going to shows, in the studio, talking. He would always like talk and freestyle and like he didn't have any. He was just a really cool, like seemingly like nice, incredibly talented guy. And that's also not like something I say a lot about new artists. His girlfriend's lit too. I'm, I'm looking at her pictures. I'd kick it with her. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I would agree with you. That documentary, like, it really just made me like him more. Like, yeah, he just seemed like genuine and like kind of pretty humble, and like he was just trying to wake up and just be him, and wasn't trying to like. Yeah, it's bullshit. really hard to like remember the truth sometimes about like why we're doing shit because like you know you get like a little taste and um <clears throat> it's just uh there's like a pull there's something like pulling at us like wanting to be great you know yeah i feel that i feel like the more you the more you the deeper you get in like what it is that you do and you're passionate about i think you come into contact with why you do it more you know like why you really do it um Sometimes for me, I did with the music. It, I definitely did. Yeah, I I did. But then when you get success, it's it can pull you in the opposite direction. Yeah, there's and like other factors. It, it's just it's just hard to stay in that. Um, but I think like having like money and being okay financially will really help. You yeah, know, not like sell out. Also, like, what Jordan was saying with the building a house out of bricks thing is, like, I just think about, like, even if I stay independent, right, and I just, like, put out, like, maybe I never put out a song that does 100 million plays, right? But maybe I put out, like, 50 songs over the course of the next two years that I'll do, like, 2 million plays, Mm -hmm. you know? 
then it's like better almost. Same fucking. Yeah, it's no, like. No, it's not the same. It's, it's not the it's, same, it's, it's, but it's, it's like. Bro, it's probably better. Yeah. Like, like you know, like no effects. Bro, would you rather be no effects or the fucking offspring or Pennywise or even AFI, bro? Like, so the reason that I'm making those examples is because, you know, AFI had like a lot of success. Yeah. No effects never had that kind of success. They just kind of right. stayed where they were and they, and they just kept it, you yeah. know, you can't play this song on the radio. I mean, that was the single. It was like, yeah. fuck you. They were literally saying fuck. And then at the end, they're like. They like said sh- they talked shit about the FCC and they like basically made it like a sure thing that you couldn't play it on the radio and it was like and it was their most catchy radio friendly song at the time when everyone else was getting put on the radio yeah and it's almost like I would much rather be them than any other punk band now because yeah. now he just started a podcast and like it's like one of the highest podcast people care what they say they're credible they can tour anywhere in the fucking world right because they built something Real. better than like what you get from just like having big songs like yeah it's really interesting you know well it's it's like yeah it's a really good point because like um you know, like there's kids that blow up overnight off having a song do good on TikTok, or like, do you see these kids that blow up over fucking night, bro? And they yeah, have crazy it's numbers. Not even like blow. They have, they have crazy numbers, but then if you look at like someone like Rancid, who like, if you go to a fucking Rancid show, like you know how many fucking people are there? Like it's insane. Yeah. And like, and they don't, and their numbers aren't like that crazy or anything. But like, you could go to a show from one of these kids that has like crazy numbers, and there's like not that many people there. You've but been they, Island yeah. Boys, yeah. What What did you like say? the Island mm-hmm. Boys? Do they even make music? Who, I don't know who would go to that show. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not quite even sure what they do except look weird and Dude, act you, weird. You know Kevin Rudolph. Uh-uh. Um, he did a song with Lil Wayne. It was like massive. He's a big okay. songwriter, right? This was back when we were touring, right? This dude was like a big, this song was the biggest song in the world, right? So we go on tour with this fool, and he and we're opening for him, and like nobody came to see him. Really? Everyone was there for us, and it felt weird. Like, like, why would you, like, people were leaving. Like, it was like yeah. we were the headliner, you know? And it yeah. just really showed me that, like, having a big song doesn't mean shit back then. It doesn't mean shit now unless you can follow it up. And yeah. you say these people are blowing up overnight. They're not blowing up. They're just, like, popping. It's Going like viral. A, that's it. But it's, like, it's yeah. not, like, a explosion. It's, like, a fucking firecracker. It's, like, you know those little, like snappers yeah it's like that yeah and if you like zoom in on it it looks like it it makes yeah. kind of a loud noise well, but it's like what's an artist that probably none of us know of that you really enjoy listening to oh god there's like probably so many um just one that you would choose to listen to on the way home like like a like a current one or like just anyone old new i don't know i just, really like this reggae artist named sizzla and like I doubt anyone. Sisla, like, <laughs> yeah. Huh. But, 
But yeah, like it reminds me of Sizzler Restaurant. I don't know if that's what he's going for, but definitely not. But <laughs> I love him, and uh, he like was one of the first like vocalists that I ever heard that I was just like, wow, this guy's so fucking ridiculous. Like the way he sings and mm. says things, like it's just like no one sounds like. Is him it at sort all. of like root reggae or like rap reggae or dance? I mean, or? he's a black dude, so it's like it's it's reggae, reggae. Like it's not like. It's not like slightly stupid or like Pepper or something like that. Or Revolution. It's not like that at all. It's like, I mean, he's like tr- more traditional reggae artist. But like, that, I mean, but like he has songs that are like popular in that genre, but not like mass. I mean, not like massive, massive or anything. But like, yeah, but he's dope. I don't know. He's, way, he's older. He's been around for a long time. Sizzler, or like, or like Lee Scratch Perry, like uh, who's like I've music is not like commercial really Lee at Scratch all. Perry. But he he's like an old Bob dude, Marley. right? Right? Yeah, he Lee. produced Bob Marley. Yeah, okay. He's like a really eccentric, like yeah. And he has weird dude. sounds. He puts these weird yeah. samples and stuff. I know that. Yeah, he's yeah. a weirdo, dude. But he's so tight. <laughs> yeah, um, he is. Yeah. What's his name? Lee Scratch Perry. Lee Scratch Perry. Garnet Silk. Garnet Silk. No idea, but I want to know though. What about Levy? Oh yeah, I love him. Who? Black Roses. Barrington Levy. Ba- yeah, Barrington Levy. What is that? He said his reggae something is lit. Yeah, shout out to oh, Barrington said, Levy. Pat likes reggae. My partner Donnie, the rapper at Hypercrush, he made this like reggae playlist on Spotify. It's like. It's fucking, it's really, it's, it's pretty, pretty great. All old classic reggae artists, you know? Really? How do I listen to it? Um, I'll send it to you guys right now. <clears throat> so, uh, where do you come from? Why are you in Sober Living? Uh, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, originally. And How then, long ago did you come from there? Dude, I've probably lived in L.A. now, like, 10 years in your uh, 30s you came around 20 yeah well i came i think i came out here actually at like 22 maybe and now i'm like 30 so i've probably been here like eight were years. you already using when you came out dude the way i ended up out here was <coughs> my girlfriend in virginia beach died of like an accidental drug overdose in my house and oh, then shit. i basically found her she basically went to sleep i thought she was sleeping like just chilling and then i went in there to like lay down with her and she was like dead and then it was fucked up and it fucked me up like super bad so like i had to go to this uh like mental health place in houston called like the menninger clinic it's like a pretty well-known place and um and uh yeah, I had to go to the Menninger Clinic, and they basically, like, nursed me back to health after the whole girlfriend thing. Like, to where where I was, like, semi-functional, kind of. Like, I, I could, like, you know, like, function for the most part. So you kind of, you became unfunctional, like you... When she passed away, dude, I was pretty emotional. I was so crushed. Like, we'd been together for a while, and she was, like, my best friend. And when she died like that, it just fucked me up so bad. And I couldn't really do much but, like, shoot dope. And, like, at the front, when, once she passed away, I was just trying to, like, I, the only thing I could do to, like, stop thinking about what had just happened for a minute was to get high. Like, that, that was really it. And then I went to the Menninger Clinic. And then basically from the Menninger Clinic, 
I they sent me to a sober living in in LA called uh called uh what is it um Casa it's like House of New Life in Spanish. Fuck, what is it called? Casa, Casa Nueva? Yeah, yeah, Casa Nueva Vida. That was the house they sent me to. <clears throat> and the guys there were great, honestly. Like, they were real cool, and it, it was a legitimate house. But um, I just wasn't ready to get sober yet. So basically, I got kicked the fuck out for smoking weed in the house. And then I had to Uber all the way to Santa Cruz, because like, I had homies in Santa Cruz. Damn, how mm. much was that? Dude, it was like a six hundred dollar Uber, <laughs> and it like cut off halfway to Santa Cruz. Oh, he's so like, I got, I gotta go home, bro. It's just me and this driver, dude, like in the middle of the desert. And I remember looking at it when it cut off and shit, and I was just like, dude, like you can't leave me out here, like I'll die. Like, right. I, I was like, dude, I don't know what to do, but like, please, I was like, I'll die. I didn't have anywhere to stay in LA when I got kicked out because I didn't know like anyone in LA really, but. Uh, but I had some homies in Santa Cruz, so yeah, cut off halfway there, and then the guy drove me the rest of the way, dude. What do you mean free. it cut off? Like, this was, like, eight years ago when, like, Uber was not as, like, evolved as it is now, so, like, I don't know why, but just $300 into the Uber ride, it w- it just cut off. Like, it just stopped, and we're just in the desert. And- what do you mean it? What is it? Like the trip, like, like I don't, like it just it. You the mean app? The, the yeah, like he like it cut off and he wasn't getting paid anymore for like driving the app on the phone. Yeah, like the trip ended. Like, right, but like the car didn't stop. No, no, just like yeah, like he wasn't getting paid anymore, and we're just halfway there in the middle of the desert, and I'm like, yo, like I'm fucked. If, if well, you could just, just like, read, just okay. Well, let's do another one from here to the rest of the way. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, it wasn't like it wasn't working. Like, or, right. or oh, it wouldn't let me connect to that driver or something. Because uh, remember back, like back a while ago, like, like for some reason, it would do weird shit. Right. Like, yeah, like you couldn't. <clears throat> and so I'm just like, yo, dude, like I'm fucked. And he's like, it's cool, bro. Like I'll drive you the rest of the way. And I was like, no fucking way. I was and, like, thank you, dude. Yeah, but then like you just pay him. Just I wish I could find that guy at some point. Oh, you didn't even pay like, him for the extra? I had no money. Dude. Like, <laughs> I just got kicked out of sober living. Like my mom's card was just oh, luckily on the Uber. What the so like, oh, that's fuck. so. I had no way to like pay this man. Damn, that's like, a really. Do you remember really, his name or anything? I want to like find him somehow and give him the money now. Like I'd be so hyped on that. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so then I went to Santa Cruz after I got kicked out. For that's like, a way better story than the period one. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's a clip. Um, no, like that. I mean, I guess those are probably two stories that you could rock at like a AA pitch if you start speaking. You know, uh, the yeah. one's kind of gnarly though. The first one's the a little gnarly. Ones, <laughs> um, yeah, especially because the no. girl isn't here. Like that's fucked. So um, oh. the, 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 probably want to stay away from that story. To be honest, um, I don't know. I think there's always a way. You'd be surprised. Jordan Peterson was actually just talking about how the closer you get to the brink. The funnier mm. and the more entertaining shit is. Right. It's like, it's this, like riding a wave on the edge of chaos yeah, is yeah. the best. Oh, yeah, I got what you're saying. Right yeah. before like, you go over and, yeah, you're like still you, in. Like you think, oh, that's like too raw and real, but it's like not really because like people can relate to that. Yeah. And you were tripping. So it's like, Balls. boom, even crazier. And there's a way to say that. Well, actually, you know what? There's not even some weird, mysterious way to say it. You just, you just, if you're just honest, and you're talking to the crowd the way you talk to us, 
you'd be surprised at like the reaction you get. You That's, know? I really liked when Jordan was talking about that. Like, even, and, and then, and then so I'm so sorry, but and then oh, as, man, soon as, as soon as everyone's like laughing about the tripping part, you hit him with the, and now she's dead. Mm, yeah. And it's Bam. like dead fucking serious. And motherfuckers go from laughing to crying like that. Like that is yeah. the art of like speaking. And it's really just comes down to being real and honest and like being willing yeah. to take a chance. That's true. To take chances saying shit that you think is too gnarly to say. Yeah, that's true. That's like Dave Chappelle is like the master of that. Like in his last special when he's talking about the transgender girl yeah. that he was friends with. Yeah, he, yeah. he's... And then, that shit's crazy. Yeah, I think Louis's the master, but Dave oh, probably he probably has to be now. Well, because Louis happened. <laughs> Louis is uh, actually like laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Whereas Dave is more like, oh wow, that was a really cool point that you just made. Yeah, he's like funny, but also like prolific in what he says. Yeah, but so 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 is Louis. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, think, I agree, Louis is amazing. Have too. you seen his show? I've seen the show. I haven't seen his... No, like Louie, the show. Like the TV show? On FX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's like that. really dark. Yeah, no. I and like, like really... Like you, you did see it? Yeah, I saw like a few... Like I've seen some episodes of did it. Did you see like, the I one with Doug Stanhope? I don't know if I saw that one. Honestly. He's like suicidal and shit. He talks about like... Maybe? He- I'm like not sure. heavy, heavy, depressing shit. What were you going to say? It's fine, dude. Keep going. No, all I said was... Uh, I know what you said. I was just making the point that like yeah, the, yeah. the dying part is even Yeah, no, I was just joking when I said motherfucker, I was just kidding. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I, I just think it's an interesting concept. No, I, no, I mean, you, you, but you what you were about to say was you liked how Jordan Peterson talked about bringing it to the brink. Well, the brink because I I don't have I oh. I might have one piece in here. There might be one piece. Um, but I was thinking like that could transfer to a lot of things like comedy. You can really see it, but maybe even rapping or music or, or freestyle. Like when the red flags go up and the fears yeah. like you better not step here, you, you kind of have to ignore that or something. And then you really get on like the, like the, what do you call it? Like the stream of consciousness, like the, the tap in where you're not even really doing it. Like you mentioned it earlier, like his art. I believe that too. It's not him. It's not you. It's yeah. It's, it's like your trans, your your conduit no. or something. Yeah, you're just a vessel, and and it's just like you're just channeling some shit from elsewhere that is not yours. You don't own it, like in yeah. that way. And I, 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 at least if you're a good artist, that's how you think about it. I think. I think like if you're like I feel like I don't know like. Cause like I can barely tie my shoes, but like I feel like I can write a song that resonates with people, and that's cool. But like at me as a person, like I'm just a dude. Like I can barely tie my shoes sometimes. Like I just <laughs> that goes a long driving. way. Like Caleb still can't tie his shoes. <laughs> yeah, but he could be a great editor. You know what I mean? Because he was just blessed with but that or something. W- w- what he's saying is like basically what you're saying is like get vulnerable, take chances. And that's easy to understand, like when you're talking about lyrics, because you can talk about stuff that's like yeah. that's like really deep and like totally. heavy. But I, the way I see that is almost like in the in the musical part of it. Like if you can make a if the beat or the music sounds like super different or minimal or like just off almost, but like not like it's funny that the first thing i think of is that kanye song that runaway song with the piano where it's oh, just like I love ding, some of that shit. ding i think of wyatt ding dun, yeah 
and you're like, okay, that's like the s- simplest thing I've ever heard. And then like the beat comes in on like a weird place and the way the melody evolve, it's like really minimal and like just different. Yeah. And, uh, that to me is like pushing the, the, the boundary. I love that. I'm all about that. You don't even know what I'm talking about. The song I'm talking about. I don't about, know the song, but I'm thinking of artists that I like, like Primus or something. They're just Dude, fucking off. What's a that bit. song by Pearl Jam where you can't understand a fucking thing he says, but it's so good? I forget what it, I think it's like Yellow Lead Better or something like that. Yeah, that's a great one. And you that's, can't understand a single. Well, you can't really ever understand what he's saying. Yeah, but on um, that one. Even flow. And it's weird like butter. I think I saw them. Dude, all those rock bands in the 90s, all my favorite bands, Stone Tumble Pilots, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, you can't fucking understand anything any of them are saying. Yeah. I mean, you can you can pick out certain little like like poetry like nuggets. Yeah. Like like you know Stone Tumble Pilots, that song Creep. I'm half the man I used to be. Yeah. You stop me, where's the dawn in face? I don't know what he's saying. No one knows what he says right there. Yeah. All you know is I'm half the man I used to be, and that's like right on, dude. Uh, yeah. I get that. you know. And he's like, take time for a wanted hand, because I like to steal. I like to heal. What are you talking about? You know the song I'm talking about? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. You do? Oh, you don't? I think I know. Too. Right. Or like even fucking Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's what who, the fuck is he saying? That's who Jason yeah. Evigan says I look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Scott Weiland, yeah, who yeah, actually yeah. passed. Or wait, did he fucking die? I think he's still going heavy. Bro, if he's still going, yeah, he must still be going. But um, dude, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. What the fuck is he saying? Where the lights well, are. It, it pictures, so I have dangerous. a picture in my emotions. Here we are yeah. now. Entertain us. We're, we're something We're stupid and now. contagious. It's, it's fucking poetry. That's all it is. Yeah. I heard like Kurt like hated that song. Of course I mean, he did. I don't think he hated any. I mean, he he hate. I think he hated what it became. Oh, that's what I mean. The yeah, song that like, defined them. You know, it got yeah. too big. And once you have a song that gets that big, everything else is like a comparison to that. Yeah. And it never lives up. Yeah, like, but who knows? He could have, like, just always hated that song deep down or something. Like, he could have just been like, this isn't my best work at all. Right. He probably was. I know Radiohead feels that way about Creep. Yeah. I I like Radiohead a lot. They have have a lot. Which is another good example. I'm a creep. I'm a loser. I think he says loser, weirdo, and winner. All different things in different choruses. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. I, I guess we. I guess that one you really can understand, and that's it's pretty pr- profound. That's why I like Nickelback. You just know it all, you know. <laughs> Woody's Woody's nine out of ten. Nine jokes out of ten. Every <laughs> every Nickelback. ten every ten remarks. There's nine jokes and one thing serious. And one of them is about Nickelback. It's you got pretty good timing. You should be a comedian. I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy. Like, it sounds terrifying. Like really, really, really <clears throat> bad. I think that that's the hardest. Yeah, but to be able to make people laugh has got to be fucking amazing. I think that's the... Because when you're laughing, you're not crying, man. It's like the house. You have to have your finger on the pulse of the room at all times. 
I just feel like even if I sucked ass from the very jump of it, I would just want to get good at it. Like, I feel like it's just something I've always wanted to do, and I really want to try it, and I have friends that do it, and <laughs> some of them are really good. You know what? I remember you from the meeting. Like, oh, saying, probably because I said some. Yeah, because you were just saying random shit that was, like, borderlining offensive, but, like, <laughs> but like funny. And yeah. I just remember you... And I actually think you probably do have what it takes because that what, you. what you do in that meeting is not – do you do that there because you feel very comfortable there and you know everyone and everyone knows you or would you do that anywhere? Honestly, I think the root of the truth of that one is like I'm just doing it to try to make girls like me. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being totally honest. But yeah, even you just being willing to say that. Like yeah, I think you could do it. Because, like, being a com- comedian, I think it's the hardest thing in the world to do, like, as far as entertainment goes. You know what? Uh, you just reminded me of something. We kind of were, like, got an idea of why you came to L.A. and all this, and it was kind of a crazy story. Can, can we go back to that for a second? Yeah, that's why he has the female thing going on. <gasps> the female thing? Yeah, dude. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, you, like that would have fucked me up, too, and I've, I'd have... Re- like relationship issues too. I'd be, I can't imagine. That oh yeah. Tough. That probably is why I have fucking issues and that. That's definitely one of the reasons I have issues in that department. Because sure. the girl you cared most about died. Yeah. Apparently all of them. Oh, well, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> dude, oh, wow. quite a few of them. <laughs> well, just imagine recently. that. Just imagine quite that. A two few girls of them recently, you've been with though, dude, have it's died. fucked up. No, that's yeah, crazy. Doc. No, four actually. So, the one that just Maybe passed away. I oh, God, I fucking hope not, dude. Um, what eth- ethnicity are you? Caucasian. You're not like like Russian, G- G- like G- Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny ass story. The Jewish thing. But you're dude. definitely Jewish, right? Like that's your heritage. I was bar mitzvah, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you're Jewish. not Jewish, but you come from Jewish heritage. My dad was Jewish, and it turns out my mom isn't Jewish, and like I thought she was Jewish. But there's got to be like some Italian in there, or like some Hispanic, Uh, just Italian and Russian. Okay, yeah, there it is. But like, okay, so my mom, like my dad died when I was six, and like my mom, like raised me to be Jewish. But the whole time that she's raising me to be Jewish, I assumed I just made this huge assumption that she converted (laughs) to Judaism. When she married my dad, because that's kind of normal for a lot of people, like like in that world or whatever. Like, and she was the president of the sisterhood at our temple. Like, she was like very involved with the Jewish community that I was a part of now. So I assume she was Jewish, like by the laws of Orthodox Judaism. But like, one day when I was like, not even a year ago, probably I asked her. Because I was just fucking curious all of a sudden. I was like, I think I was talking to some girl that was Jewish. And she's like, is your mom Jewish? Like, for sure. And I was like, oh, I better find out. Because this girl's kind of Oh, cute. shit. So you're not even Jewish because your mom has to... Technically, your mom has to be Jewish. Yeah, and I just Jewish. asked her finally. I was like, mom, you converted to Judaism, like, formally when you met my dad... Or married my dad, right? And she was like, no. And I was like, my whole life is a lie. Like, I was like, fuck. So, can I ask this? This is kind of personal, but why is your mom so loaded? Where's all this money? Is oh. that your stepdad? Okay, so I want to just say really quick, though. My mom doesn't, like, own Nabisco, like, or some shit. Like, it's not, like... Nabisco. She doesn't have, like, fuck you money to where it's, like, retar- like ridiculous. Like, she's not bawling, bawling out of control. It's stupid hard. But she... 
my dad was a successful businessman, and then when he died, my mom inherited like naturally the businesses and uh got like I guess life insurance money too, you know what I mean? Because they were still married, like pretty mm-hmm. happily married and shit. So like, I, yeah, my mom's like not like insane rich, but like she she's like a little past comfortable, you know what I mean? So it's like she and they don't my my parents my stepdad and my mom they don't spend money on like a whole lot of shit, you know? Like they have a house, they just food like entertainment, I guess. Like they don't like they're not like buying Ferraris or like doing anything decadent. So it's like she can afford to like help me out with the music stuff if I stay sober. That being like the number one. Yeah. So, um, like if I'm not sober, like no fucking way. Like you might have a similar pathology as I do. I'm curious because your dad passing away when you're a kid, that's rough. Then you have girlfriends who died, which that's maybe nowadays that's kind of normal if you're a junkie because of fentanyl. But that's not Dude, normal. Th- well, three of the girls that I was seeing, like, or that I was like chilling, whatever, with the recent three that passed away, they, I was in, I was sober, like kicking it with them, and they they just were in and out, and right? They fucking, yeah. yeah. It's crazy too, because like one of them I probably drank or something. Like one of them was like an alcoholic, like not even a junkie, and she somehow died. Like I I, I feel like I'm not shocked when people overdose on fentanyl. Like I'm like that's like fentanyl kills you. Like it's just what it, it's like. It's so potent that it's like sure people recreationally use it, but like it's like so deadly that like if you're doing that and you overdose and die, it's sort of like well, like I, like it's like if we were to get high off cyanide or it's something. Like you didn't see the signs. Yeah, it's just like, well, what it, what it, what was everyone expecting to happen? Or, like, what were you expecting to happen if you just keep doing this thing that's, like, insanely deadly Were you for long doing enough? fentanyl, too? I never did fentanyl. <clears throat> I was just heroin, like, like. Yeah. So even if you were Jones and you couldn't get heroin, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go there? Not intentionally. Okay. Like, oh. no. Also, like, when I was really young, like, really young, like, 14 or 15, probably, like, my grandpa was like prescribed like fentanyl lollipops yeah i remember those and i didn't i was so young dude i was just started smoking weed and shit and i would just see my grandpa like he would like he'd sit in the window like in the sunlight and like read the bible and have one in his mouth and he just like he would look so fucked up and i was just bro i've 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 eaten one of those before yeah he looked so high and i was just like oh like i I put the put it two to two and two together in my head and realized like oh grandpa must these lollipops must get you like faded or something and like i like stole some from my grandpa and like would eat them with my friends the fentanyl lollipops but i was so young that i didn't even realize what it was like i was like oh this shit makes me kind of like lightheaded i don't think they're very strong I, I remember. Yeah, I don't know, but I just remember as a kid, it's ironic that I became a junkie later in life because early on my experience with opiates, before I knew what opiates were, was like, I'd rather smoke some weed. Like, this shit is stupid. Mm-hmm. But then, like, later in life, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever I remember. Felt. I, I, I tried to get, like, I was trying to get Norcos always. That was, like, my thing, you know? Yeah. If I could get Oxy, that'd be better. But, like,. And this fool's like, all I have are these like fentanyl lollipops. And I feel like he charged me like a bunch for one of them. And I like ate it or whatever. And I was like, dude, this is, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Because I was already taking so many 
Norco's oh, yeah. a day, and it was it just wasn't. I always wonder if the reason... lollipops are burnt, but that's yeah. funny because I, I always that, wonder if the reason I didn't have like a pull to them when I was young like that, like why it didn't like affect me how it did when I was older, is if I didn't have enough fucking problems at that point to like <sighs> to like nod out. And well, be yeah, like, this is amazing. Like I probably if I did nod out, I was probably just like, oh, that was weird. I just like fell asleep for a minute. You know, like I don't, I don't know. Like, how old were you? I was probably like fourteen or fifteen. Like I didn't know what an opiate was. I didn't know what an opiate was supposed to do. Yeah, like, I had no idea. I just like. I, and you didn't have people around you that were like showing you. No, I would like give them to my friends at school, and then like sometimes they would get sick. Like I gave one to this like really cute girl that did drugs with us, and I was like, oh, maybe she'll like me if I give her this. And like she came back in a history class. She's like. Bro, I just threw up like eight fucking times. It's like, what was that? And I'm right. like, I'll know. It's like morphine, I guess. And then she was just like, dude, I'm so fucked up right now. Like, yeah, I think if you would have <laughs> had, I think if you would have had someone like showing you the way, it might have been different. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, probably. We're just or, like little kids. Or like, um, yeah, or like you still hadn't experienced like weed and alcohol, so that's like the go-to before yeah. you do that stuff yeah i liked that shit way better i was but, like but, but i do it's funny because there are people who get caught up in that shit like at that young of an age but totally i think nine times out of ten it's because they have like mentors yeah like making sure that they feel it and they know what which they're is looking. a sick thing to think about siblings yeah. like, are usually though probably your yeah. older siblings yeah how young were you and you started using like shooting dope First time I tried heroin, I was like 14 or 15 on acid. And you just kept doing it? No, I did it. And, well, no, we were all tripping. And then the guy that I idolized, his name was Zach, um, was like, like he'd had this secret. He's like, yeah, like he had this like little pack that he'd been holding on to at like for the perfect time. And it was this big secret. And he's like, we're about to do it. We're doing heroin. And this was like the best acid trip of my life. Like I felt like I had a come to God moment. I was one with the entire world. I felt like for the first time I knew myself in my entire life. Yeah. And he pulled it out and I did it. And I just like got really like chill. And I was like, that seemed cool. But like I woke Kill. up. Yeah. You got to fix our mics. I woke look up at, thinking. Woody, look at Billy's mic. I, I woke up thinking I wanted to do acid again or like I crept into my dad's like Percocet prescription from when he got like his tooth pulled or some shit. And I like did like 30 milligrams of it. I had like 50 lines on this fucking textbook. Cause it had all the Tylenol. I snorted it and I got all itchy and I just like walked to my room and I slipped on my foot and then my head hit like my, my bed and I like knocked, like I fucking, fucked myself up and i woke up and didn't really have didn't really care to do it again i was into the weed yeah yeah, yeah we forget to do the mic thing and trying to explain it is like a whole thing but i think that let's try to be aware of that because you've had metal in your face the whole time oh okay yeah me too yeah i should know trying that. to hide my ugly mug i feel like we're yeah, there's like a certain art to like having this shit. And I don't know if that's even blocking my face, but the I'll ma- tell you one thing. This tripod is definitely obstructing my view to Merv. If you move it back just like an inch or two, it will help a lot. I can't see Billy. 
So yeah, these guys can't even see each other, bro, because the camera's like that's that's all that's it that's all you need. Um, so you're in sober living now. You haven't been sober very long, and you just kind of been in and out and trying all this time, well, all those ten years. Or well, something? I had two and a half years. I, I had like it's two good. and a half years, and then like I said, I went out for like two three weeks, shot dope for two days of it, went to detox, and then so you went out, you shot dope, it just wasn't all that. You felt shitty, and you're like, I just got to get sober. Like, dude, for the first time when I relapsed that time, I knew from the first second of the relapse, like I don't want to be doing. Yeah, this. I was. I, this I can is so fucking that. stupid. Like yeah. I, I was just in pain, and I didn't know. I was just in pain, and I was in the pain for too long, and I just didn't know, like what the fuck to do. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I, I. But as soon as I started doing drugs that time, I just knew, like, I don't want to do this for a year. I don't want to do this for six months. Even I was like, I don't even want to fucking do this for like two months. Yeah, I shot dope for like two days at the end of the two weeks, and I was like, get me in a detox. That's what I told everyone. I was just like, I don't want. Yeah, we were gonna make like rest in peace Merv. They made rest in peace Merv shirts like before he even died. But I think I was sober when they made them. Honestly, (laughs) so you guys, you guys know each other. Yeah, Yeah. for a while. Yeah, Jordan, one of my best friends. I loved like a year. I don't like outside of like Graceland. And like Pat, you, Wickham, Caleb, Madison, Danielle, um, everybody out here, you know what I mean? I fuck with like five people um, on the west side. He's definitely one of them. Gabby, and then a couple other people. And then I, that's I, that's my that's that's the people who's, in my who's life. Gabby, a girl that you don't know. Gucci Mariucci, baby. <laughs> yeah, Gabby's lit. <laughs> Gabby's lit. <laughs> no, but what does that mean? That's cool that you've gotten to extend your your sober community and your friend group like by like like your shit like, I honestly doubled. feel like I fucking just condensed it right but but while also strengthening it and upping the numbers yeah which is cool no like before I got this job I had a bunch of people that like now like I wouldn't fuck with oh. you know what I'm saying for right. what reasons they were just like acquaintances yeah well it's like there's a difference when me and you go at it and then we like make up like like all this shit we deal with is like taught me how to have a relationship with somebody you mm. know be like me too like with pat the last yeah. whatever years with pat yeah it, it, it's a different level of closeness yeah it's gnarly yeah it's yeah. good though it's what i think we want it's what jordan peterson would describe as like what brings meaning and purpose and even joe like we they talk about you know we always like what are we here to do if not get close to other human beings and develop like meaningful relationships that have ups and downs so you can't it's literally like a family or like a tribe yeah where it's like no matter what happens they're never out it's just fix it yes it's hard to do when you don't trust people and you feel like why would anybody like me fucking weird dude and then like you're like I'm like trying to step out. They're like, no, we're going to pull you closer. Let's fix it. Let's make it more uncomfortable. Let's fucking talk about all the shit. Nobody wants to talk about. And I'm like, bro, like, fuck man. Like I thought we were having breakfast. Mm. That's, yeah. that's, that's Graceland. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, Caleb. Did you hear what Woody just said? Yeah. That's the clip. 
<laughs> he hasn't heard anything. Because I, 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 no, I just I love I love the way you just described that. I think that would be a really yeah, great. Yeah, no, that was good. And also like the fa- and and I also I don't know if you want to add this to the clip, but like Billy had major trust issues. And he, me and him have been through so much and I haven't like abandoned him or he turned wanted my, to though. I think, yeah, I almost did a few times, but something in me was like, no, like I need to like pull him closer because he doesn't have, he's, ex- and then it was beautiful to see. He almost was in tears when I low he was like resenting. I was like angry, but I was saying the opposite. You know how you're supposed to like apologize and show the person that you're the most mad at love. Like I, I've learned to do that in this program. And when I did that with him, he like almost got, he almost was like crying talking about like, I don't, I just don't have people in my life that, that don't walk away or give up on me. And I was well, like, or I, I walk away is usually too. Somebody yeah. walks away, but like low key wishing that, the person wouldn't let you walk away. Yeah, I mean, like, now that I'm 51, nothing matters except relationships. Mm-hmm. And I get sad when I get sad now, thinking I'm going to die, and and my dad's already dead. Most of the people are already dead, but I feel like I want to see them again. And there's, like, a cosmic bond beyond this third-dimensional thing. There's something else. And it's um, it's like life. It's it's feeding. It's soul feeding. It's like gives you a reason to exist, uh, or else you know who gives a fuck. What the relationship with your grandpa? Or you? No, with you, with my daughter, with mm. my dad, who's dead, but he's he's still alive in here. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's the circle of trust, Billy. Well, and it's just you know. So I grew up. You know, I grew up neglected. Mm-hmm. So having friends is, I still don't quite get it. I still don't really get it. Yeah, he, he's said this a few times before. Like, and, Well, let me just ask you this. So what's a friend to you? Because you seem to have a lot of friends. I mean, you just think they're going to be your buddy and love you forever? It's just someone that like I can enjoy spending my time with and we can talk about things we like and have conversations and just have like share times together, like, you know? And we are there for each other if we need to talk to someone and I don't know. It's what Okay. <laughs> I think it's like you don't think about it. It's like you guys have a relationship and that's it. You know what I mean? There's not like stipulations to it. It's not it's non-transactional. Um you just like nobody what you're getting from it is the relationship. It's not anything different and you can like just both be sitting there in like absolute silence and nothing needs to be said, but like the time that you value is like it's instrumental. It's like connection. It's like what we need. I mean, put it this way. Like, would you rather watch a good movie alone or with a friend? Of course. But Everything I mean, you do, you would like to do with a friend. That's not necessarily of course for everyone though. Right. But for me, it definitely is. I want to share it with, um, 
I want to share shit with as many people as possible and talk about it. And like, I don't know, there's something. You think some people would like to do it alone? I don't know, but like, bro, I, I love it. But really? like, dude, what what's the point in anything if you have no one to share it with? Yeah, it feels. That's there's a bathroom true. right there if you want to blow your nose or something. Oh, dude, no. I'm just, I have this like weird sniffle thing that I do all the time. That makes makes people think you're it on It makes coke. people think I'm on blow or like whatever. <laughs> I, it, it's really like annoying when it happens in meetings and it's like super quiet. And so let me ask you a question. It's just like allergies too. or something. I really don't even know it. Or it could be a nervous tick or something. I don't really know what it is, but everyone makes fun of it. Like, like the girl that I'm seeing right now, she'll like when I do it, she'll start doing it, and like right. kind of making fun of me. And I'm like it's not funny, bro. I don't know what this is. It's really annoying. Can you not do it if you want to? Then, then I just do it more. Like if I try to not do it, then my if what it feels like is it feels like my nose is like not supposed to be on my body, and I'm having to deal with like a, like this hole in my face that doesn't feel like it needs to be there. Like hmm. I don't know how to explain it. It's like. It's like not a comfortable part of my body. This is what I'm. I've to say. got it. I've developed an eye twitch myself. Yeah, it's like that or some shit. Like, see, I just did it again. Hmm. Like, why do we have two breathing holes? Like, don't we? Do we need two? Three technically. <laughs> Three technically. So what? What are you gonna do next time you get in a bunch of pain and you don't know what to do? Oh. <sighs> I don't know, dude. Honestly, I just try to avoid that, like, by... But it's not always avoidable. Eventually, it's going to hit you. I'm just curious. I mean, that's true. But what I mean is I just try to take care of myself enough today that, like, when it does hit, it's not so unmanageable. Like, I feel like the things that help me manage it are, like, exercise, meditation, um having meaningful relationships eating healthy like trying to really like love myself so that when i do get into pain i can walk through it in a healthy manner you know what i mean because before when i got in that pain i wasn't doing anything for myself you know and so now i'm all i'm just trying to like do this shit that actually makes you happy and like love yourself more like be of service exercise meditate eat healthy work out like make art like just the stuff that actually, you know, builds you up over time of repetition. Yeah, same. And one thing that you didn't mention is like, I don't know how into AA or literature or steps you are, but the one thing that's going to save you in that mental blind spot is a relationship with some sort of higher power. So I yeah. work on that a lot too. I agree with you. I um, I definitely believe in God. And like, I would say like I'm pretty... I meditate more than I pray, but like to me, it's sort of the same thing. You mean like sit down, meditate? Is that what yeah, you Yeah, I actually want to talk about that for a second because I feel like so I go to AA a lot. Like, I have a sponsor and like I go to AA and I've been around AA and doing AA for a while. And um, I go to these other meetings too called like Refuge Recovery. Hmm, what's that? And, and it's like a meditation based. It's oh, it's it's a Buddhist based recovery program is what it's supposed to be. No so, twelve steps or twelve steps. So they do have like a a twelve. It's like they do have like a version of the steps, and you get like a mentor and you can go through them. Uh, but it's like it's I like it because it's 
I believe in God, but the refuge recovery stuff, since it's Buddhist based, is it's like a non theistic approach to like the twelve steps basically. It's like it's like the twelve steps if you remove God from it kind of. Like and there are people that have gotten like long term recovery and sobriety in refuge, but it's just a smaller group than AA. Like not that many people like at before COVID it was like pretty popular and um you know, it's just another recovery program, but it's it's had some success and and not as much as AA, obviously. But I like to do both, and I like to go to refuge because they do twenty to thirty minute guided meditations at the beginning of the meeting, mm. and uh, and then after that, it's just sharing. So you don't have a trouble doing twenty or thirty minutes, dude. At first, it was like it was like sort of gnarly, I guess, like the first time or two, but. It was so helpful. And then I'd also have these like weird transcendental moments when I'm meditating where I'm like not asleep, but I'm like not awake. And it's like a moment of just like nirvana where I don't even realize I exist. Wow. And then other than that, I also, when I'm sitting there with my eyes closed, just listening, trying to do what they're telling me, I'm able to watch how my mind behaves. Mm. And it's so insightful, bro, because then what you start to realize is that your mind just has a mind of its own. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you don't tell your lungs to breathe or your heart to beat, but they do it, you know, even when you're sleeping. Same thing with your mind and everything you're thinking and like feeling like your mind just does this shit. Like there's Mm. no you're not telling it to do it. And you also don't have a whole lot of control over it. So it's like you're just when you're sitting there meditating it's like it's just so interesting to me i'll watch how my mind like just bounces for like connected dots like just ping pongs around nothing that's an amazing awareness yeah so like i feel like when i started going to the refuge stuff on somewhat of a regular basis and doing the 20 or 30 minute guided meditations like uh, that's when i like I, a lot of shit changed for me like i lost like 40 or 50 pounds what? yeah i feel like i remember you being bigger yeah I was like, I'm I lost like, like 40 I, or 50 pounds. Like, I just saw you right now, earlier today, and I'm like, dude, I don't remember you being like a skinny kid. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was fat, dude. I mean, I don't I don't really necessarily, I just feel like... That's a lot. I was a lot bigger, dude. Yeah, like, you look yeah. like great. Yeah, I, I would say that the meditation thing was one of the things that really helped me. Like, and did you intentionally, like, start changing the way you ate and stuff? Yeah, I did keto. Like oh. I, I didn't not even like insane gnarly. I just did keto, like actually did it and just like well, put a good effort. But in. like actually doing it is insane gnarly. How long did you do <laughs> it for? That bad, dude. How long did you do it for? A couple of months. So you didn't eat any bread or any sugar? No sugar and carbs for like a few months. So I feel like if you're like depressed though, like the last thing you give a fuck about is food. Right, but mm-hmm. you're event- but you're I don't know, dude. But you're going to get hungry eventually. And, I had and- a problem with food, like because I was sober. Like yeah. I, it it was like one of the only dopamine hits I could get. You know, it was different like that people burger. different people have different ways of coping with stress and anxiety and I'm yeah. like you, like I don't get hungry, but it affects my metabolism in a way that where I then when I do really get then I when I do get hungry, it's gnarlier and I eat I bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, but, 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 but my wife is more like you or you guys eat when you're stressed. I, I don't even know if it's like when I'm stressed. It's just like, I just want that, like that dopamine hit yeah. I get from like eating a burger, yeah. you know, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. eating something I really like. And, but the keto shit was cool because, um, 
I knew if I was in keto because I got the strips from CVS and I would pee on them. Yeah, I, I did it too. Yeah, and like, and uh, and then I would just try to take in less calories than I would normally eat too. So I would try to cut back on the calories. But then like, I really like vegetables. I really like pr- like meat, cheese, like all the shit you can eat on keto. I really like. So I didn't really feel like that deprived. Like I love carbs and yeah. sugar too. But I, like- I I remember that too, feeling that way too. But then like. A month into it, you're just like, all right, dude, I just want to have the tortilla yeah, with I feel the you. fucking thing. Or like, there's no bun again with the burger. And it just it just starts to get old, you know? And you're like, fuck, I just want to have like an actual cheeseburger with a bun. And it's like, nope, because if you do that, you're going to break your keto, your ketosis. Yeah. And then you got to start all over. And it's like, yeah, uh, but it's know. not a new thing. When did people stop calling it the Atkins diet and start calling it keto? I don't know. Mm. I don't really Do you care. remember oh, that? That's, it's just the Atkins diet, which is they're like no sugar, no carbs. Is that what the Atkins diet was? Pretty much. It's like all protein, fat. Uh, high fat. Yeah. Well, remember it was like the early 2000s. Yeah, everyone's yeah, like, I I'm remember. doing the Atkins diet. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, I'm keto now. And I they feel like they rebranded it. Yeah, they no, rebranded no, 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 no. it for like. <laughs> no, no, no. They just got smart and realized what it is. Oh. Uh, when your body goes into a state of ketosis, yeah. you're burning fat. Instead yeah. of muscle, instead of carbs uh, and sugar, whatever and sugar, carbs yeah. and sugar. So it's like, I, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but just dieting in general. I well, think they for, fucked Mr. Atkins. They took his, they took his idea and rebranded it. Yeah. I mean, diet, like if you want to lose weight, it's just real fucking simple, dude. Less, you know, less calories eat. than you burn. Well, I mean, yeah, but like the way to do that is by not eating bread, by not eating carbs and sugar. Is that true? That's it. Basically, like, yeah. And whether you're in ketosis or not is like, you know, how hard you want to go. But like, yeah. if you stay away from those two things, like, you're going to be good. Yeah. You'll either like maintain the weight that you're at or you'll lose some. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just have to be conscious of it. But you might want to take in fats because you'll burn those and they're high energy. It's like super fuel because mm. you won't crave the other stuff as much. Huh. Like peanuts? Oh, this is. When- no, like. Like avocado. <gasps> avocado, olive oil, Salmon. heavy whipping cream, butter, fat on meat. Um, this full shit. Heavy whipping cream and <laughs> butter. Yeah. That's fuel, dude. That'll a half a stick of butter, you can go all day. Your body will replace <laughs> that for carbs. What about like bacon? Yeah. It's totally chill. That tastes keto. so good and it's high yeah. in fat. <laughs> I would eat like bags of bacon and like pickles. Yeah. See, that's like, like I that's, weird shit. That's funny because like you did keto, but like you didn't do you did it like good, like meaning like you enjoy you you didn't do it like clean keto. You yeah, did, I, mean, like, I just did like no sugar, no carbs, but like I eat a bag of bacon. Like, like you did. That's I I feel like <laughs> I want. They I feel like I want to call that dirty keto. Yeah, it was. Definitely but it's dirty. still fucking keto. Junky yeah. keto. Yeah. yeah, but like there's motherfuckers doing like clean keto which i is can't like, do the sodium so i'm yeah, bro do. clean keto like my buddy dda you know dda the model yeah, guy yeah, yeah. this fool bro i can't eat like the shit he eats is just not it doesn't taste good to me <laughs> yeah i feel you one thing i wanted to say though was where why i brought up the meditation and the keto shit was in the i feel like that's what meditation really helped me discipline myself with and learn and why i try to do it like on a regular basis or do it as much as i can is because is because um 
with the meditation thing it because i was like seeing how my mind behaved and uh starting to understand it when i would be in keto or whatever and want to eat a burger with bread or like i'd have that craving i would like i would it felt like i had more of a mental defense against craving because you know it's your fucking mind and it's not real and like you can fuck with it because it's like yeah like i knew it was just doing that and it would pass and like i didn't and like why the fuck am i like fiending for a a bun right now you're literally like talking about the secret to life and like everything well yeah because look he changed tremendously he actually realized it and did it it's It's fucking amazing it's literally the power of now and like Eckhart Tolle. And primetime even. They talk about the mind. It's yeah. like old character, new character. It's weird. I feel like, do you know Eckhart Tolle? No, but I do just want to say one thing. I feel like if you're, if you're not medit, if you don't have like a meditation practice like that you're kind of like, you know, trying to get into or do, like I feel like you're kind of dry. Like, to yeah, be honest. I've been dry for 25 years. Yeah, I, I fucking I'm, meditate. I'll do me, like five minutes. Call me dry. <laughs> yeah, I Bro, know. you got to do it for like 20 or 30 minutes. Woo! It's like a whole different experience. Yeah, I'm sure. It's totally different <sighs> than doing it for like five minutes. It's like, it's bizarre. Well, now I know why Merv Come to Refuge with on me, On the dude. podcast. Come to, come to a Refuge. Where is okay, it? Okay, like, I absolutely will. Yeah. Yeah, It's dope. That's why I was fucking. And with you don't have to convert. The yoga shit. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm just gonna do this and not it. Like you can do both. And of people course. will like, I'll be in meetings and bring up refuge or something, and people are like, fuck refuge. Like I'm just like, dude, like why don't you just go to both? Like they'll be, like, I just do <laughs> a, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just do AA. I only fuck with Bill Wilson. Like fuck refuge. I'm, well, it's because I'm they're, just like, dude, like just yeah, go to both. It's it, beneficial yeah, for you. Yeah, like, you hear this? You know, like I we go to like, I go to slaw too, dude. Like I'm just trying to yeah. become I went a better there person like, for years. Caleb, do you like that? I love slaw. Dude. I thought it was really good. Yeah, the it's slaw, amazing. The yeah. slaw is like a good thing. Like obviously, I have relationships with. I have problems with relationships too. That's why I'm trying my best to be celibate right now. I've had sex once in like two months, but god damn it, that's the way that I do it, and I feel like. For you, it's like, yeah, you need slot because you have relationship issues. But you, like, dude, identify it, though. Mm -hmm. So you're not just out here, like, trying to fuck people's lives up. (laughs) Yeah. No, here's the thing I realized, dude, the more, like, sober I get. Like, I am a sex and love addict. And a bag of heroin is easier to procure than, uh, like, my dream girl. So that's why I do drugs. Mm. Is because if... I would rather kick it with my dream girl than shoot heroin, but like she doesn't want to hang out, and heroin's fifty bucks a gram, so and she probably doesn't even really exist, or eighty or whatever. Yeah, or maybe not. But I realized that one day I was like, dude, I'm always fiending for love and validation and sex, and and I, the thing that numbs that is shooting up dope for me, and it's so much more acquirable. So I, that's why I'm a drug addict, is because I'll get in that pain of like wanting a romantic partner so badly or like and not having one at the moment and then i'll be like fuck this sucks like i feel so alone and then enough of that and i'll just be like all right bag of dope 80 bucks i don't have to deal with this shit anymore and like i realize that's what it was now but when i was younger i didn't i thought i just like doing drugs but then i think about because you had both you had your you've had your girlfriend and the podcast it could even be deeper than that that's that's true i have done both for sure but i i think well then i think it like evolved but i think like at at its core it was like 
I don't know. I'm like, I'm both. I'm definitely a drug addict too, but I feel like a lot of it stems from my sex and love issues. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Um, well, they both give you the same sort of chemicals in your brain too. Yeah. Fucking A. But yeah, you guys should come to a refuge meeting with me. That'd be tough. But it's over there in Venice? Yeah, it's on Lincoln. It's at the Lincoln Tattoo Company. It's like above it in this like... They have an AA meeting there too on Friday nights. It's like just this room and shit. It's really cool. And God, what, meditate. What's the <laughs> day and time? They have them like every day. I oh. like to go Monday. Some, I like to go mo- on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Do you like, have, I don't have, go every week like that, but I like to try to hit one of them or two of them if I can. They have AA there. They have meetings there too. Let's, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. One. Let's do a Tuesday. Yeah, that's cool. I'm down. Any Tuesday. Do you have a day job too? I don't have a day job. I'm grateful. I, I, at this point, I can just do music, so that's cool. I'm super grateful for that. I'm the worst employee like ever. Like, I'm yeah. I'm just bad. I like. I'm just a bad employee. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Well, if you're a good artist, then you're probably a bad employee. <laughs> yeah that's I'm just the way it goes you know I, it's i struggle with that a lot like in life like <clears throat> have, having to make myself do things that i don't want to do like that i naturally don't want right, to do. what are you what are you doing woody checking the story you just tagged me in okay uh, but uh, do you check your your numbers what oh. i feel like me and you i feel like me and you have had a similar addiction to tiktok Oh, and checking social, the numbers? Social media in general. Okay, Everybody so, checks the numbers, No, too. no, no. I'm like, not, I'm like trying to not even look at it. Oh, uh, that's good. I, I just, I don't want to. healthy. I don't, like, for the past year, two years, since I started growing faster than I've ever grown, and I've been at this for a long time, mm-hmm. I've been um, getting a reaction. Every time I grab my phone, I go to the app to see something, a number or result, and I get mm-hmm. an immediate reaction, whether it's good or yeah. bad. And I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Some red marks. Yeah. You and, keep and like refreshing the page and shit. So, well, not like, well, I mean, I have sometimes. I mean, there <laughs> yeah. was a time. When it's going, going, you no, know, there, there, <laughs> at least. There was a time when shit would like go and you would like be able to see it every single time I refreshed it. Yeah. It was a thousand more views. Um, but the point I'm making is that I feel like for the past two years, I have been using that and now it's not working anymore. Oh, like I was getting you high and it's not getting a hundred percent because I'm just like either, either, either I'm jaded or I'm like, no, it's a thing, dude. Like they say, like a likes on Instagram is like a hit of dopamine. You get dopamine hit from it, mm-hmm. and I believe I really agree. I feel like you do, dude. You definitely do. Like if I have a song that does like a hundred thousand in a day or a million or something, like I get like a hit of dopamine so, from that, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, here's also the thing: <clears throat> you came to me once, and you were like, "Yo, like I had a I had a meeting with like the record label, and they're saying like my deal would be way better." if I had social media numbers and you're yeah, like, facts. I don't know how to do social media numbers. And I was like, bro, like I'm I went, so bad. At I went media. to your, I went to his studio and I feel like if I just had a ca- a 360 camera in the middle of the room and was just able to edit everything, all the bullshit out after, like that would be dope. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's what, that's every artist. Yeah. That is true for every artist, but he doesn't but know he, how to do that. Well, 
That's I, a lot I, of work. I, it's on. not that. Let him go. Let him go. He's the pro. He's the pro. Well, no. What I'm saying is, dude, welcome to like everyone's problem. We don't have a tripod with a camera rolling and someone to edit all that. That's like yeah. why I have a company. Because doing Facts. that isn't easy. Facts. Like you're making it sound. Facts. It's very time consuming. You like, know, I yeah. know very little, but you've taught me enough to where I could like put together a page for him and get him at, like ten thousand yeah, well, yeah, dollars. Okay, but that would can require. I, can I like hold on? That would I, just let him finish. Yeah, for sure, bro. No, like we have, we could totally help you. Yeah, I love that. I mean, dude, Bella, <coughs> big artists pay us a lot of money, but like, I, I don't know. I, 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 like even Jason and Vic like want to hire me and us. They've they've talked about having us go over there and make, but it's like for, for you to do that for him, you would need to be spending most of your time with him right. to find the nuggets. Right. And then also to be posting you three times a day, 24 seven, well, yeah. not 24 seven, but, but you like just kind basically. of got to like, you know, like know what's good. Half the, half the battle is like, do you follow me? I do now, but like I, since, I, but I've looked at some of your stuff for since sure. when I started looking at some of your stuff back when Jordan probably started working or for you or like getting to know you. Okay, well, and I saw you speak at Marina. I I know of who I know of who you are, and I I started to get to know following you. I, Pat I, I, like eight hours before my job interview. Really? So whatever. The the the, the thing I've learned is that like we, if you want to be like posting stuff, like and you know find some some sort of success on social media, you have to kind of be like aware of like when a thing is showing up in your life, you know, like, Oh, that would be a, like I'm at a stop sign and this person is just pissed me off. I got too much shit in my car. I can't, I don't know. Like, uh, did you just recently make up with someone or have a fight with someone or experience something you think could help someone else or like be entertaining? You have to know like what's content worthy. Yeah. Just like you just know what goes. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think more importantly, know what's like a thing Yeah, because certain really good things might not go. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that they weren't worth posting. Yeah. Shout out to Chingy. Yeah. Well, that was like my favorite post you've ever done. Really? I yeah. saw it before you texted me, by the way. Oh, no shit. And I almost hit you up. I saw it on my so- Instagram. Who is this? You keep saying Chingy or Jeez, something. What like is a that? rapper from like 2006. Every time I come around away, bling, bling. You yeah. know Do we song? like him or are we making fun of him? I, I'm not sure. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I respect Chingy. H- hold on, hold he on. Had some hold hits. On. Every time I come around the city, bling, bling. What do you think? I like it. No, we're ju- we're clowning on him. Yeah. Oh, got, it's got a nice ring to it, though. Ding, like ding, ding, you, ding, ding. It I reminds like the way me you of do that right there. You know the LBC? Oh, yeah. LBC you know, yeah, you know me like that. It's got that. Yeah, but this guy was kind of like. I mean, it's corny as shit yeah, now, but it like it literally hit back in the day, when it looked it, like like blue in front of a monitor with his like <laughs> headphones with the wires on, like right. just like yo, I'm gonna do a performance for y'all, and it's like. So you guys oh, are you guys like are clowning being, on this? What's his name? Chingy? Chingy? Just yeah, yeah. show him the post. We show posts a lot here. Well, what, what made no. you even think of this guy? He, um, Woody made a post. Woody. 
classic records of the decade, the millennium, or whatever you want to call it. I say I got to perform it for the people, and they go look something like this. Yeah. Look at that girl right there. She makes me say, oh, 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 what you this okay so this post like would have done i think that you should have started it with i like the way you do that right there yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. you should have hit it right with that you should have cut that little those couples whatever yeah. um but yeah i don't i hate that we just got i really liked what you were saying about meditation and the mind and and I'm surprised you haven't heard of Eckhart Tolle. I've heard of him. I don't know. He wrote a him, book called. I've the, heard of him. He wrote a book called The Power of Now. I've heard of Ram Das too. I don't know anything about that guy. So let me just ask you this: Did somebody kind of mentor you into knowing that your mind is just sort of its own entity and it's like fucks with you? Because that is alcoholism, basically. Yeah, like uh, the guy that started Refuge is this guy Noah Levine, and he like. Um, is like a Buddhist guy, um, and uh, he's like a he's like a punk rocker. Like he's like um, like he just he grew up like a drug addicted like punk kid like from Santa Cruz, like super into the punk scene, and like still like very much a part of him and stuff. And he, I guess, like he kept getting locked up as a kid and like or a young young man, and then he found like. I guess his dad was like kind of in the world of like Ram Dass and like these people and and interest like sort of through his dad, but he kind of didn't fuck with his dad. But then one day was like in juvie and like talking to his dad and like started meditating and like sort of got into Buddhism and that was like his introduction to like Buddhism and No Levine's like written books and started Refuge and like I said, it's a Buddhist based it's like a Buddhist recovery program and so he, I used to do like some stuff with him, um, like therapy slash like meditation sessions because like i don't know he's just a pretty well-known guy and i wanted to like get to know him a little bit and uh yeah so he 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 kind of like i would say every everybody that walks into the refuge thing you're gonna know who he is and you're gonna probably have con- conversations with them and stuff like and so he he kind of mentored me with it a little bit you know yeah um do you know shane i know shane yeah. i like shane oh yeah so I want to ask you about the rude tattoo. Oh yeah, I fucked up because it's it says rude. It's RX like the pharmacy symbol, and then mm. and then rude, and then I have gold teeth that say boy. It's like a grill, and it says boy. So when mm. it goes together, here, grab a chair. Yeah, have Wickham or have, Caleb. Can you set up another chair? So yeah, I knew I I kind of sort of assumed that it was a rude boy, especially after hearing your music. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the name of the album. It's crazy. It Pat is. knows. I would have not known what the f- a rude boy f- is like meant. a Jamaican slang for like just like a punk kid. Yeah, like or like I think it's sort of like turned into like a gangster shit too, kind yeah. of like and I and then there it be it became a thing in like Britain too, like rude boy, like I don't know, like it's weird, like all that Jamaican shit, like somehow made its way to fucking England. Mm, yeah. Too, you know? Like, they were fucking with reggae in England, you know? Like, ska and all that shit. So, wait, what were you... Yeah, but isn't there a large population of, um... What's the island that reggae comes from? Oh, yeah. Jamaican Is there a bunch of Jamaicans in... Yeah, I think so. Probably. Or some... Like, or people from that part of the world or or like Somehow ended... Yeah, ended up there. But what were you just... Oh, sorry. 
I want to go back to the Ram Das thing. So he was just talking about the meditation shit, and Billy asked, "Yeah, you asked, did you have someone show you?" So a mentor answer, or something, because you don't just know that you don't just figure that shit yeah, out. Yeah, Noah own. Levine for sure. That guy, the yeah. guy that created Refuge. He's he's yeah, he's a cool guy for sure. Yeah, I, it's just something I've been thinking about more and more lately. Honestly, Woody, and also Shane, because you're like at the top of the board and approaching like really yeah he's the guy that's so tight yeah it's pretty pretty amazing and like yeah um (laughs) has he been here since the beginning when it started pretty pretty much like i I was at like the end, end of the first wave heard for the meat and potatoes. Well, if you're going to talk, talk into the mic. He was here for like all the good shit. But hit Shane though. Yeah, I feel like I came, I was like the caboose of like the first wave. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah, but like the cool thing about Shane is like we had been talking already for <laughs> season he, one or two. He was like the first, like, I, I, I guess, Caleb, had you been like following, you had been following me. Yeah, okay, so he wasn't the first, but, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't really talk to Caleb on social media, but he was following me for a while, mm-hmm. which is just kind of crazy to think about it. And he found you guys from social All media? of them. Damn, that's so... Isn't dude, that crazy? That's cool, and do it's you know, crazy. Do you know yeah. Caleb's story? Hold on, though. No. Wait, Hold wait on. we're going too many branches now. Let's, yeah, let's dude, see. Woody. I'm trying to follow. <laughs> trying to follow. Um, no, like I would say probably 90% of the people that come here either just saw a post and were like, Oh, I fuck with him. I'm down to go to that place just cause it's not like completely unknown. Right. Right. Yeah, you put it but, on cause everyone else's fucking, uh, recovery, anything website, like just looks like a fucking pamphlet that yeah. they took photos from Shutterstock. And, 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 and we're smart enough. Addicts and alcoholics are actually low key smart enough to realize that like, yeah, that could mean anything. Yeah. It could like, mean that it's a shithole. It could mm-hmm. mean that it's like actually dope. It could mean that it's way overpriced, but they see me and they're like, they all right, at least, at least we know see what it's like. At least we know what we're going to get. Yeah. We're going to get Woody, Pat, fucking Shane's in the house like we're you know it's like Mikey's they got colored hair they're fucking obviously drug addicts they're sober so I don't know that was it for me I mean I always my idea of sobriety before I got sober was like a like white collar boring lame and then I came across you on TikTok saw myself in you and you were just like preaching the sober game and like made it look more attractive for someone yeah. in my position and, that, like, and i didn't consider sobriety until i rolled up on you really yeah like i knew i had a problem but i thought like oh one day maybe it will go away like like if it honestly like not to like jock jock you too hard but if it wasn't <laughs> for me rolling up on pat's tiktok i, I would have never i don't think i would have ever gotten sober maybe you would have but um, maybe it's not, yeah and it, it, it's just a simple it's not even like i didn't even really do anything that special i just was like you know like I'm a musician. I'm a punk kid. I'm sober. I, I got some tattoos, and I'm not like trying to pretend like I got it all figured out because I don't. And yeah. I think kids, I think like realizing that as a form of like marketing didn't just like happen. It was like I was already doing it, 
and then like always wanted to open sober living sober living came and then i just like kept doing it it was yeah. weird like god like sort of aligned it all and like not everyone is like shane who had been following me and really resonated with the message some people are just like whoops oh that's a sober living on social media and they just go yeah and they know very little I mean, you're about a trailblazer me. bro like whether look whether people fuck with what you're doing or they don't you're like kind of one of the as far as i know i don't know anyone else that's fucking done that yeah that's like that's like putting that has like a sober I, I, living or something and is putting it out there like that, which <laughs> is fucking. What's the word? It's innovative. Yeah, you know whether For you like sure, it or not, dude. it's innovative. It's innovative. It's like inspiring. Um, people have this perception that we're just like taking these fucked up people and like throwing a camera in their face and like say your deepest darkest secrets, your most fucked up shit on the internet, and that's not really what we're doing at all. Um, and like speaking of that, like you've asked me a couple questions about like about, about Rudy, and like she was like talking a little shit. Like, do you who, still have that perception? Who asked? Oh, back in the day when you were. Oh, I was asking questions about Rudy. Oh no, man. you yeah, you're like Yo, he doesn't like, really know. No, he asked me, but yeah. it's like well, he's been like coming here and seeing it. Like, what do you, you think? got? Some good stuff. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. A I lot want. of really good stuff. I mean, we got this too, but like, that's fire. Yeah, here's the other thing too. Fucking, um, I was just thinking about it at one point too. I was like, dude, honestly, also like what you're doing isn't really any different than like they were doing inter- like the show Intervention for like a while, you know? Like they were putting this shit on TV and like the inner, or like, intervention was like a show for a long time and it was like a popular show it's probably still they probably still film it like i don't know i don't keep up with it like that but but yeah and then so that's i feel like you're just putting it on tiktok and yeah YouTube but i'm not even and, really putting the how the what happens in this house isn't even really on oh okay line that much. okay okay i got you it's a little bit like but not really like the way i'd want to because yeah. what happens up there is fucking incredible. It's yeah. it's the best reality show ever made. Yeah, if you could actually make it right the way right. I would the way I would want to make. I've it. thought that in sober living, but too, like you know what's before. cool? I'm like, damn, this yeah, would yeah, be the crazy like the most fire reality yeah, TV show. Like, yeah, but you haven't seen what happens here. Yeah, I gotta I'm not, see. I want to see, bro. Yeah, I'm I honestly see. like, I'm, so I'm, curious I'm honestly not even trying to like like you see what happens here. It's crazy. It's crazy if you're involved, if you know the people and stuff a little bit. But even if you don't, you'll just be like, this is insanity. Y- yeah. You'll still I mean, think it's crazy. You I just think, won't understand I mean, it at first. I think when you first hear what the concept, it's like, a, and you're in the world of AA and people talk how they do, and it's like this thing that's very set in a certain way or like rigid, which is definitely how AA and stuff is, is like, I think it's like a bit jarring when you hear the idea at first, but then like, hold on what idea like to have a sober living and like film parts of it and like put it on the internet. I think when you first hear that someone's doing that, at least for me, it was like a bit jarring. Like I was like, Oh shit. But then like, if you have an open mind and you're like, all right, well let me like, like find out more right. you know what i mean like but i think i think the recovery industry is like so and like hey, hey people are so set in their ways you know that anything be, new like freaks them the fuck out 
like well your your thing you know? your meditation thing is like anti aa because they're 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 shitting on the steps and they're shitting on god and that's basically aa Wait, what do you Well, mean? they're not, you know, okay, Shitty. so they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not. they have their own version of the steps and there's no higher power. Oh. So what, that's not AA. Right. That's why people. Well, here's the thing. They're not shitting on AA, but. Yeah. Not intentionally, but yeah. someone. No, no, yeah, not intentionally. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, I guess they kind of are unintentionally, but here's the thing. AA, whether you like it or not, from my perspective, it's not that it doesn't work. It totally works, but it is a Judeo-Christian kind of outlook. For sure. It, you know? Absolutely. And, and so Refuge is just like a Buddhist outlook on it. And, yeah. you know, like, and but even in AA, the crazy part is like the 11th step is like sought through prayer and meditation. They say meditation in that motherfucker, bro. But oh, they yeah. only say it one time, but they say that in there, prayer oh. and meditation, like. And it's like one of the most important overlooked things. Yeah, it's the it's, most oh, one of them. Yeah, I think it might be the most. Important it might be thing dude. In, in, when it comes to like long term sobriety and like emotional sobriety. Yeah, and I'm I'm not even gonna front like me and Billy both probably have definitely should be doing it more. Yeah. I remember you used to talk about that shit in the beginning when yeah. Sam was doing that shit. Yeah. And then it's easy to forget. Yeah, it's easy to lose touch with it. And it's easy for us to like fall, rest on our laurels and not put A first. But what I was going to say before we got on the sidetrack about like social media and all that shit was that the people in this house, us included, need to continue to like find our like the love for the program and the people in it and like. And the steps and sponsorship and meditation and all that shit. And I just feel like we're not like there's some people in the house and I that I don't know have that love for it. And like I hope you do. Oh yeah. Well now I do. You do. Yeah. Now, now I do. I when I first got here, I don't I I don't think I could appreciate it enough because I didn't know enough about it. Right, you can pull that, you know? Yeah. But isn't that an evolutionary thing? I mean, I didn't love A when I first came. I just saw I it started as to safe love, harbor. I started to love it right away. Really, not me. And I started to become accountable and dependent on the people that I was seeing at meetings. And they were the house. They were Liberty House. I looked at Liberty I was trying to stay as close as I could to the Liberty House guys so that I could be like, I mean, all the things that AA has to offer, I was getting right away. Yeah, I was getting the benefits, but I was still like, fuck AA and fuck you and fuck everything. But yeah, I mean, I'm, well, even whatever. now it's hard for me to say, oh, I love AA and do my little cheer dance, right. but it's true. Yeah. I mean, I need it. Well, the more, the more we try to find that love for it, the better off we'll be. Yeah, I, one, I wanted to say one thing about what Shane said to you or what he was talking about with the attraction rather than promotion thing where you were like, he just saw you and he saw himself in you and yeah. he was like, oh, this dude's sober and he's like yeah. doing cool shit and he's like not like this like white collar fucking thing that we associate with like sometimes when we don't know about AA and shit. Like like I used to think that too. I was in I was in Virginia and I'd go to AA meetings and I'd just meet these like old white men, like big book thumping, like super cookie cutter, like and I was like, This seems lame and, and yeah. shit. You know, and then I met this lady out here muck rock like after i got kicked out of the sober living i just saw her i think yeah this lady and she was like her name's muck rock and she's like a uh renowned, I, I know i know who she yeah, is yeah 
Yeah, well, for the people that are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's like a renowned graffiti artist and shit, dude. And she's like super punk rock and, and she's a really rad lady. And I, I had this preconceived thing about sobriety and AA and I, fuck, I was like, fuck this. I hate this shit. Like what, what he was saying. And, um, and I met her and, and she was like, I met her in this weird way and she was basically like, yeah, I have this meeting at my house like on Saturday nights in, in Venice and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I'm I just do heroin like recreationally and shit. <laughs> and like I'm good. Like and she was like, Okay, cool, yeah, man, for sure. And like and then uh, you know, so a month you later met her like, before you were sober. Yeah. Dude, she, I was so high on Xanax when I met her. It's like crazy. Like she thought I had like mental disability. Well, you just ran into her by chance? Dude, my my homegirl got like kidnapped and Muckrock was like her sponsor and like like her boyfriend kidnapped her and i was like taking glass blowing lessons from her boyfriend and i had to hit up muckrock and be like hey dude like the homie got like is kid kidnapped kind of can you like help her because i'm not near them i'm in the valley and she was like yeah and then and muck like handled it and shit and that's how i met her and Dude, then, I feel like you got so many stories to the average person would just be like yeah, very no, entertaining because oh, yeah, they're funny. real. They're real it's life. It's funny <laughs> you're bringing that up, though. It's funny you're bringing that up. I was just at a meeting, and I know I made this um, new friend, like Fellowship, and he was t- he out of nowhere, he was like, this is kind of kooky for me to say, but do you see that girl right there? And it was her. It was oh. her. That's so wild that you brought her up because she was just brought into my life from a... God, we gotta have her on the podcast. Oh, you gotta have her on that the podcast. That is weird because you dude. just it just happened and you just mentioned yeah, it. That's she, she and I know her like through some pretty close people also. Oh, dude, that's like my best friend. Like, She's a if Venice you guys legend. wanted to have her on here, like I could just call like hit her. You right see now. where it says sponsors? Yeah. Four from the bottom. Oh yeah. Yeah, Abigail. Yeah, yeah, I plugged Abigail with my Dude, please. Yeah. I would love that. No, I did. That's how she No, got no, her. I'm saying please. On the podcast? Let's have oh, her on. she'd be so down. I yeah, would love she that. Would, she would be so That's down. so funny. Um, but yeah, so she, I met well, her. Well, it's a small world, especially in LA, in the recovery scene. Everyone knows that. No, everyone. it's just weird how this kid was like, do you see that girl right there? That's mud rock, and then I come here. Yeah. And you, is that not a quinky dink? Yeah, yeah well, well. I know, but what I'm saying is that like. <laughs> It is a small world, yeah. especially in the recovery yeah. industry, and we're like very much in it. And like, it's 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 crazy that it happened, but it's like you should get her to paint. It's just some little shit. god shots, you bro, should get all her to the paint time. Some shit on your shit, bro. She'll paint uh, uh, some shit spiritual airstrikes. Yeah, she uh, loves this shit. She loved like this is the thing. I met her, and she, like basically, I was like, oh, I'm cool on the meeting, and then I hit her up a month later. I'm like, dude, I'm dying. Like, can I please come to your meeting? She's like, fuck yeah, dude. This was like six years ago, probably. And she's like, come to the meeting, man. And, like, I came to the meeting in Venice in her yard on Saturday night because it was just on Saturday nights back then. And, like, there was, like, a group of people, like, people like you, like, people that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, not these big book thumping, like, super sh- robot, like, like cool Venice people. Some of them were, like, fucking degenerates. But they were, like, sober and, like, trying to be better people. And, and it was so attractive to me. I was like, whoa, like... Mm-hmm. I could maybe fuck with this sobriety shit if I was hanging out with these people. <laughs> and, and like, just just so you know, Woody, I'm so glad that you made an effort to bring him on. This is what it looks like. Like, this is what it's going to look like. All of us, like, meeting people, like, cool people at meetings and having them come on so we can have in-depth conversations that are shared. Because, like, the TikTok's cool, Instagram's cool, but this is, like, a different level. 
and there are people listening. So like, we'll have, and then like you have him on that leads to muck that leads to someone else. And before you know it, like our name is in the community and we're not being looked at with like that judgmental eye. Yeah, anymore. People like are starting to understand because, it because, because I think you're right, dude. And that's like hard for me to hear, but that's, the, it is the truth that like, there are a lot of people who initially are like, because you're, off you're, put. you're doing something new and different, yeah, and that, and you're always gonna have haters when you're doing that. Like, it's kind of like the always like it's yeah. like the evolution of like rock and roll. Like Ray Charles was the devil's music, yeah, and, and like like Completely. the evolution, like the process is almost goes through scenarios like this. I yeah, agree. yeah. They, they thought Ray Charles was the devil. Music. Yeah, his music was the devil's. It's really? just it's such a hard one because like I respect AA so much. But here's the thing: the work that you do will speak for itself here, you know. So for sure. The, but what the, I'm trying to say is that the am- anonymity part of AA, oh, like I want to respect that, but it's it's it, the t- it's 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 over. It's, yeah. It's just hold on a second. It's literally it's just over. Well, like, but that's how it started well, though. Is they put AA in a magazine and in a newspaper, and then all of a sudden they got. 8,000 subscriptions for this book. And once, and after they, they blew up, they're right. like, okay, these people can all help each How other. Do you know now. that Michaela's right. But like, cause we like go through the book. We, the reason it's like alive is because they, they, they went against everything they knew. They were like, okay, fuck it. We're going to put it in this newspaper. That's but, really but, popular. But, 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 but hold on. But you're forgetting what the, uh, a really important part of this. The story is, he went to AA. I know, but now we don't need that. Back then, they needed it. But the point of anonymity and like attraction rather than promotion and personalities, principles before personalities is all like it's the foundation of what makes it such a dope program because every other organization is like the opposite. It's like, here's our leader, here's the hierarchy, how, here's how we make this profit. Is how much it costs. It's all, yeah. and it's all, it corrupts everything that was mm-hmm. once good. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes AA so dope. Yeah. So I respect that and I don't want to. like trample on the traditions but the truth is is that like now everyone has a phone everyone can be a star and they're posting their personal intimate stories on the internet on Mm -hmm. on a story that might get more views than most fucking networks television stations daytime television so Mm -hmm. it's over and if you want to break your own anonymity you have that right don't go around breaking other people's but if you want to talk about your truth more power to you you can help some other people it's like that joe rogan skit where he's like talking about how um they the declaration of independence how it was signed with a feather and like if they were alive today they'd look at us and be like hold up you all didn't write any new shit right (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's different times they didn't even have these microphones but that's the where it's tricky is like i i've had to like follow my like heart and like my intuition like i've literally gone up to share at meetings and like set my phone up like this and just recorded yeah. myself <laughs> the whole time knowing yeah. that if somebody saw me do that they would judge the fuck out of me <laughs> yeah but i'm sure. doing it for Shane, who i don't even know yet who lives in boston right and and it's been shown to me through all the messages I get every single day, like, but are you filming 
the audience just me. you're filming just you just me so then it's fine in my opinion right well i mean that's what i thought and that's why i did it I, why but, but, is but that not okay because when you post your share in video form on the page and then the people from the meeting see it they they're up in arms oh they just get mad some i, I think so i think some people do for sure that's yeah. happened remember well well i mean yeah that so so have you heard of the have you heard of zombies the meeting no <laughs> there's this dude jay have you heard of jail and i no yeah. is it cool like it was a, dude it? it was like a cool meeting that everyone went to and like they asked me to share and i spoke from the house and i had a tripod set up and i was live streaming my share and they didn't like that yeah and there were people in the message section talking about this guy promoted it on Insta, and there was a girl in the meeting from New York who's like, "I would crying. I wouldn't be here if I didn't see your post on Instagram." And that still wasn't enough for the people <laughs> in the meeting to be like, "Oh, right on." Yeah, they were like mad at me yeah. because I fucking broke whatever tradition. And I'm like, "Bro, I'm not like I'm only talking about like me. I'm only filming me, right?" And like, could you just fucking get off your high horse for five seconds and like yeah. have an open mind and chill? But they banned me and the whole house from that meeting. Oh shit! Yeah, well, I th- and that dude came to speak here one night because yeah. my boy knows him, and he was cu- he came to speak here at a meeting one night, and he pulled up, and he's like, "Wait a second, this is Graceland. I can't be here." You, I, I can't speak at this meeting because there had been like some people chatting yeah. in like a in a Facebook group about like ethics and recovery and shit. Yeah, I mean, when there's literally people all across the globe who are or the states, the globe really that are messaging me talking about like thank you so much, like yeah, I didn't even want to, I didn't even know. Yeah, well, Which, dude, so it's hard, I mean, dude. The, the, I'm not. That's I, I just don't know. Don't know bro. I think. I think that the testimonial is like what Shane what Shane said and then like the work that you guys do here and the results that you get you know like um ultimately like that's a huge thing like he said you know I don't know if I ever would have got sober if I didn't see you on TikTok or on social media fuck like, yeah I find that crazy what? I mean not that's, crazy but yeah. that's a trip so you weren't even entertaining getting sober you must have been no so you were uh, watching would, I, him for what reason? Just- I'd be like loaded in bed, like about to wrap up my night trying to fall asleep or waking up hungover where I like my, the way I'd aid my hangover, I would just stay in a room for two or three days and smoke like a shitload of weed until I was ready to emerge into society again. <laughs> yeah. And I would just sit on my bed and like when I wasn't like <clears throat> picking the guitar or whatever, I'd be on TikTok. And like he, at one point he was kind of the only person I was like really following on TikTok. Like mm. obviously you see like your funny memes and shit, but I was following his life and like he, he posts the occasional, like he just showed up. On something your drew me into Pat. Like I was like, what the fuck is it about this dude? Oh. Like it sounds trippy, but like, I felt like he was like a part of my life and like a year goes by and here we are. But like, huh. It, there was just something of I was like, I, "What's with uh, this dude?" Like, I think it's real simple. And I kept listening to what he was saying, though, to the point that I'd be at parties, like, kind of like in, instilling, like, kind of what I learned from him about like honesty. Like, if someone was being like kind of kooky, I'd like call him out for it. Hmm. And I, I, I learned that through Pat, just about like interesting, just, like acknowledging a scenario and being brutally honest with it via our opinion. And I was picking up pieces of that, and 
I don't know. I was like, dude, I... So you started using what you were hearing from Well, then him. Danielle called me. It was kind of like, it was God-given. I, I think it's pretty simple. Like, not a whole lot of people just, like, are, like, completely themselves on social media. Oh, yeah. They, they don't, yeah. like, talk. Like, when I, when I talk, when I do posts... I've done them so much for so long and been behind the camera for so many years that I don't change at all. Yeah, that's and that, cool. And you can like pick up. I think on that, that he just picked up on. Yeah. It. He's like, oh, like this is just like a normal dude. Like he's not like selling me something or trying to be funny or it was just like I have normal interactions. And 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 when we, I think that my my goal was to like do that because that I think that if people see that, it's actually abnormal. On social media because that's not what you normally Everyone's see. Everyone's trying to like sh- show the life that they want you to think that they have. Even yeah. if it's, but even if it's just like, even if it's in a bad way, they're showing you what they want to show you in that bad way to so you can empathize with them. Or I'm from the street or the gutter or I uh, it, this is a funny thing or this is something I do that I'm good at a dance or this is like my eating routine and this is all I post is this is the stuff I eat this is how I work out this is how I'm healthy it's just all like very much like compartmentalized and that's like what I love so much about Joe is that he's like so many different things yeah and it's like not a yeah. mo- it's not the model for success right to be like. Oh, here's my marriage with my wife. I'm sober. Here's my sober living. Oh, also, by the way, I was in a band. And oh, also, I make these little videos. And this is, and then I can scratch. And then, like, here's an argument with Woody about, like, his problems with girls. And oh, here's Shane. He skates. Like, and wait, one what of my you... favorites is I got mad at my wife and kicked in the door. Yeah. That or here's Billy. He's like this guy <laughs> that's my small. It's like all the, it's like everything that encompasses yeah. my life ends up there and like the more followers i get and the more successful i become like the less i want to do all of that stuff and the more i'm being sucked into things that only do well yeah, which is the I fucking problem it's the problem for all artists right. in music too yeah. like you're chasing that fucking thing i think that's yeah. why kurt hated smells like teen spirit because the world wanted him to chase that the results he got from that single and he was like he knew the truth which was like no well, he knew the truth probably that he he was just a guy that really just loved making music. Like that it wasn't I bet you it got to the point yeah, where Yeah, but could Kurt, you imagine how many times they would bring up numbers and right, singles? Right, for sure. And for it sure. probably just made him sick, you know? Yeah, well, yeah I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's spe- like the footage speaks for itself. When he played that shit live, like he would mock it and yeah. just play like yeah. completely different other cor- chords. Cuz it was just the obvious thing everyone wanted to hear. Yeah, and and I feel like he was he probably got so successful with the music thing that you know he just realized like that that shit was his oxygen and he just loved making music and and fucking and now there was all this pressure on him to like be successful and like at the end of the day he's just a he like I don't know I feel like that's the thing is you can get caught up in. Results. The success and the it's, results, but it's the journey and it's like why you do it. And the, but I'm just basically I, saying that I'm I can I've gotten caught up. It's so easy throughout bro. all the time throughout everything I've done in my life. I get caught up and then I have to realize yeah. and go back and it's just like a constant struggle and a constant battle. Yeah, that's just not been my experience. But I don't think I'm like, dude. That's naturally why I, like an artist type. I think I also have like that business thing. Like, yeah. I'm like a mix of both, which is why I go back and forth. Like, well, that's the struggle for me in everything, in staying sober, in life, in music, and everything is, 
and why I like meditation and exercise and shit like that is because for me, like, I don't even think about it as like there's normies and addicts. I think about it like everyone struggles. The human experience is like craving and relief. It's like you have this mind that has a mind of its own mm-hmm. and it's constantly craving it's prestige, power, success, money, pussy, drugs, this, that. It just, that's what it does. It's like a little craving. The lizard, it's the lizard brain. Yeah. And so it's like learning how to navigate that, the craving and relief thing, like, is essentially like for me like it's like mindfulness and it's like it's like the key to success in all of it you know so when you when you start craving like i i just noticed in my mind my mind is craving snow piercer and food right now and i'm sitting in a podcast but i'm thinking about when i get home yeah but so do you start doing like a little meditation right away to like get away from the craving or something yeah so i mean so this is like more i guess like kind of a heady ass idea like but basically what i'm what i've been told is that when you have a craving you're not supposed to like necessarily fight it or like indulge in it like you're supposed to like uh i know see it you're supposed to like uh acknowledge it and and let it pass like peacefully or or maybe indulge in it a little like you want to get a plate of tacos but you're like oh i'm not supposed to eat carbs and sugar right now you want to get five tacos and you're like having the craving to just like but then you just like, okay, no, I'm just going to get one taco. Like, it's like, I don't, so I don't do like a meditation right then and there. I just try to acknowledge it. Like, okay, I'm having a craving for this thing right now. And just like breathe for a minute. See, this is what I love about Billy is he's taking advice from the guy with four months and he has 20 fucking three years. Yeah, I mean, No, this we, dude we has 23 years sober. I, I don't know if you know this yet. But people who That's have, crazy. Congrats, Billy. That's on, fucking but, but, insane. But, but, dude, but I'm just going to give you some more props. I just want to give Billy a big up right now because people with 23 years sober, they don't ask people yeah, with four months sober questions. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy, bro. And the more I've been in the program and the more people I've met, the more I've realized that like it's really, really hard to stay humble when you have like that much sobriety. The ego rebuilds itself. But like people that are new like this, they they're they're new. They're in it. They're they have a fresh take on something, and it's that we can learn from everyone. Yeah. Well, well. Also, to answer really quick, Billy, somebody said something in a meeting one time that I really liked, and the guy said he said, "Yeah, it kind of is a little meditation, right? It's just called breathing, like." The breath in between the craving and the indulging or fighting the breath that we're given, right? Like it's insanely powerful. Like because in that breath, you you could be so mad, right? That you have a craving to kill somebody, right? You're like, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna fucking end this person's life, and you have the choice. You're, there's gonna be a moment in between when you think that and kill this person that you have the choice to breathe. You can breathe for a second, right? And it's like. That breath is powerful because, like, in that breath, in that split second, you, it's like you can either make a life-changing decision or not and, like, do the right thing or whatever. Like, so restraint, restraint of pen and tongue happens in the breath. It's that pause. Yeah, it's that, that pause. pause, dude. Yeah. It happen, but it it's happened. So powerful. But, 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 but the breath is literally, like, the application of pausing well that's amazing because you have to breathe you're gonna right, absolutely right. But, you're gonna but, but, breathe but, but right you're taking it one step further you're saying pause but not only pause like focus on your breath yeah come back into mm. your body for a second breathe but like focus on it right yeah be aware of it 
Yeah, like before you call the dope man. Just like that's one of the biggest things I think you learn is to put the brakes on. We overlook the breath, bro. Pause. We just forget it's a thing. Because it gives you a little separation from reaction, and then you can then you can choose how to react Mm. or respond. I guess would be a better word. Cool. I think it's interesting to have your approach and then we have the result like in the one place at the same time. It's, it's kind re- of that's kind of a it's really gnarly cool. situation. It's yeah. really cool because we were talking about this for a long time before the house even opened. What exactly? Just being transparent and like posting certain things in hopes that it will help and reach other people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like for a while there you and Oleg and some people were not really like fucking with it or not understanding it or not believing that it would actually. And I didn't really know for sure either. All I knew. Well, to be honest, it all happened with TikTok. I mean, yeah. really. And that was only what a year and a half ago. You know ago what or though? So? Yeah. Yeah. The, the res- yeah, for sure. But it is cool. The gift it's given me though, that I've noticed <clears throat> it's, it's huge. Like um, the power to like really sit down and write a song it's it's like it means a big deal to me like before i was using i could like sit down and like every line was well thought out and i started using and whatnot and then when i was like writing songs and shit it was just like a bunch of like thrown in like throwaway lines and it just wasn't well thought out and organized where now when i like sit down and write i'm like thinking about every single line and that speaks even like when i'm drawing or whatever like and i never thought i could have that back Mm. and that gift it means more to me than like i could really put into words i never thought i'd have that back i I think it's important for people to hear that like when you get sober you don't necessarily like lose anything i mean you can still be artistic and make shit sober i make better what he just said is yeah it's better a thousand times better but that's like something for people to hear yeah Yeah. and and no i don't even make shit when i'm high on drugs I don't do anything. Right. I don't do <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. I, mean, I, like, like, I like shoot dope and like maybe order pizza and like watch Netflix. Right. Like, I'm not making music. I'm yeah. Like, I, made, I made a lot. I made like a lot of music high. Really? Yeah. That's but like, tight. I don't make shit. There's not a whole lot of follow through though. <laughs> I like the story yeah. though where like, who was it that you rolled their hand up in the window when Pro- you were loaded? Prodigal son. Yeah. He's in Sons of Man, which is like an offshoot of Wu-Tang. Yeah. This is like, you know, a dude that would hang out with like old dirty bastard in like Brooklyn. Like he's like a real motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Rest but yeah, I had a f- dirty bastard. Yeah. I he's had a so fr- sick. Dude. Yeah, my friend Danny was pretty tied in with those dudes, so like he was like just the one guy who was like you know Danny. Danny Palomino. You don't know Danny? My friend Danny, the Peruvian dude that works for my dad. Oh, Danny Palomino. Yeah. He's like, you know, he was like the gangster dude that was like hanging around with all the white, like suburban kids, like skating and like smoking weed because he was like, yo, like, he like taught me about like hip hop and like taught me about like the the politics of like selling like weed and like um, rolling blunts and, you know. Like kung Danny, fu Danny movies. Did, all I, know I mean, he was like, bro. This dude like was really, really close with Twelve O'clock, who's old dirty bastard's brother, and like ran with like all those fools. Like I was, 
in like I met. Yeah, I don't know. It was just crazy. You were just high and rolled up the (laughs) window on his head. Yeah, it was just a mess. Did he freak out? Yeah, I was an embarrassment. Oh shit! With like dreadlocks and just like falling asleep and just just too high all the time. I mean, they thought we we were all just getting high. We're smoking weed. They smoke a lot of weed, right? But I was like on the side taking pills and shit. (laughs) That's why I was. That's like um, and it's all on film too. No, it's not. Not a lot of it though. Not that shit. But those like fools, the, those, if those fools saw you filming, that's it. But like They're the pot was like, film the oh, goddamn thing. Yeah, actually, no, I do have. A, I bet. See, yeah, 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like thirty minutes of RZA in the studio with me talking to me. Yeah, I have it. It's on. I told you, dude. It's on. Do you really have that? He on films bro, everything. He's talking bro. about. He's talking about when fucking <laughs> Marilyn Manson met. Um. Ghostface, Pat, what, what the fuck? Yeah, and he's That's like so Marilyn sick. Manson gave Ghostface blood to drink or some shit. Whoa, yeah, he, yeah, I gotta fucking what? find that. I know where is that? There's a conversation with you and Rizza from yeah. Wu Tang talking about yeah. Marilyn Manson. He came to our studio. For, Rizza's the goat. get the like fuck the out of here. Trust like, me, trust, trust me. He's Rizza's our, beats so are like on a like. I don't know. I love Wu Tang, bro. I think they're all like the most genius motherfuckers. Oh like, god. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, like the first thing he said when he got in the studio was like, "Do not film me." Oh really? But I, had, <laughs> but I already had my camera set yeah. up, and I knew it wasn't going to be chill. But I'm like, I'm I can't help. I've always had that in me. Yeah. You know? like, You're like, and, dude, I have. <laughs> Did, Dude, did he know you were filming that? him at a point? I'm like, well, there was a he little, got Pat Ridged. Th- there was a little <laughs> red light on my camera. Yeah. Um, oh no, <laughs> bro, bro I got it, it right here. Dog. What? Look back to be for retro to see to see that people was was filming like that. I really feel good about it. I'm hanging with Seth Rogen. I just did a film with him. You know, yeah. I did it in November. Comes out in January, right? And then I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. small spots. He said, everybody in the crowd, no, he got, he came on, he was nobody's fight spit on. This is incredible. Like from the audience. He said, Marilyn Manson wiped the spit off himself and licked it. Oh. <laughs> He's saying how someone spit on Marilyn Manson. I just got the chills. Wiped, he wiped the spit off and licked it. Yeah, I should, I don't know what to do with this. That is the coolest thing I think you've told me. That's yeah, so would, this is you, me like on the computer right here dude, with the fucking Well, I would Rizza, ask him. Rizza just has to learn to lose at I, this point. No, bro. I would He's, ask Rizza <laughs> if you can get a hold of him somehow and be like, hey dude, I know this is weird and I don't really know you like that maybe or some shit, but like I have this clip of you like from a while ago. Can I use it? So I guess apparently this fool, I wouldn't use it if he wasn't like apparently <laughs> apparent so apparent so what happened was he we were doing a mixtape at the time and like I found out like a week or two later that he wanted like 20 grand to be featured on the mixtape and yeah. I was like I was like not no but like this was yeah I don't know so we had like really he only at that time he only wanted I don't know like 20, it was dude. but I mean it's dude it's like a, a one verse yeah. on a fucking mixtape and that crazy? we're like dude Jesus. sorry like no yeah you know like okay. yeah you are my hero yeah. literally why I make beats right he was like I love this guy and at the time it was like pretty fucking crazy to have him in the studio but like at the time like we were doing something that was like different and like new and like. 
um, he it didn't really like make sense mm-hmm. to like be working with them. Like yeah. even though we had be- shot, we had pro- we had we had kill a priest and Shaheem on the mixtape, which is like on like these like electronic beats. Yeah, it's cool as fuck though. But yeah, I f- I feel you. Like I don't know. Like that's well, like. Here's you're in the rap game, we're not, so like we know your stance on it, but I say post it. No, you can't post it. Like fuck it, like post it. I'm just oh, saying like Well I'm, he'll never remember. And also like I'm just saying if you could somehow get a, in touch with them, even if he says no, you can still post it, but like at least you ask. Well, first of all, it's You like, feel me? It's, I, I don't know. Well, first of all, what is it? It's thirty minutes. So I would have to take a clip, like the hey Caleb. Just look up RZA on the Vimeo, and you'll find that video if you want to pull, put something together. Is it? It's on the internet already, or no? Dude. It's on my Vimeo page, which, oh, okay. is, which is like where I host all my shit. That's which is all. So I feel like he probably wouldn't care at this. point. He wouldn't even dude. see it. No, or, I just or, mean even if he somehow found out, like I feel like he wouldn't give a shit. Well, yeah, point, or even know or care. Yeah, it's like he wouldn't even know like where it came. Yeah, from. Yeah, fuck it. Maybe he don't. He'd be like, I wonder who was filming me. He'll be like, I wonder who was filming me that day. Yeah, I don't care, dude. I don't. Have you it. seen the? the it's, it means more to us than it would to like my following. They wouldn't care. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just kind of a cool little thing. I forget. It's fucking super. Well, cool. it's cool that Shane. But knows. you actually got to hang out with him. Talking about Manson. How yeah, many times you know did what's you funny kick it is with, I called my Rizzo. boy. I called my boy Kellen, and I'm like, bro, I think Riz is coming over. If you want to just like sit in the back of the studio. And he like showed up and he's yeah. like sitting in the back of the studio who's like Aaron's partner. But no, I mean, we've, we've like, you know, we've worked with a bunch of like pretty big, like we wrote a song with Tony Sly, the bass player of No Doubt. He's pretty prolific. Yeah. I mean, in your world too, like that dude's a great, I don't know if you know, but he's like an incredible, oh wait, no, it's Tony Canal. Tony Sly is the lead singer of No Use for a Name. Oh, Okay. The, the Rizzo. Dude, I don't know why. The, I know. The, the, the Rizzo. Rizzo's I know. It's, yeah, uh, it's, uh, no, it's not that even. That guy's just like. It's like Babe Ruth shit. RZA. It, it, yeah, no, you know what? It's funny. Not only is he like a god, yeah. but he's in such a different world that like someone like me from Agora Hills yeah. to have, have him in my studio is so like weird. Yeah. And like not like anything you would ever even think would happen. But the bridge to that was my friend Danny, who like That's if wild. he even knew that so I was So Danny's personal friends with him? Or yeah, was at yeah. one time? All yeah. of those fools. Is he still? Yeah, I'm sure he could just call him up. But I mean honestly I think what beats that was the night Danny, the same guy, took me to John Frashante's house. And I got to hang oh, yeah, out with him. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking goat, too. So what's crazy is that these dudes are Jesus. friends. The RZA and, and John. John Frusciante. I can totally And Vincent that. Gallo. Really? Who, which, which is crazy because all those fools are like my favorite people, some of right. my favorite people. It's Wasn't Frusciante so, on like heroin for like a long ass time? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> when you rolled up to Frusciante's house, like what was the vibe? Well, but, first of all, you cannot bring your phone in the house. Oh, really? That's what Danny told me straight up because he just already knew me. <laughs> and John is like so, but I mean, it's not just it's not just me. He said if he sees you on your phone, it's not going to be good. Yeah, even if you're just looking. I don't at your even phone. know what he looks like. 
like I don't even I can't even tell you what John Frusciante looks like. He's or whatever, but I can, but his guitar work is so legendary. It's like crazy. He, he's like because of I, I mean I fucking love him and he's like one of my heroes. But like the truth is, is that his drug use has like changed how he looks. Really? So it was like, like that he, gnarly. He looks very different now than he did. <laughs> when they did like funky monks which was uh, the documentary on blood sugar sex magic yeah like he looked like a he was like a good looking kid and he ran with like river phoenix i mean it's rumored that he's the one who gave river phoenix the drink oh shit that made him die but yeah it's weird john what was yeah, the other rule like don't talk about like the anthony, anthony Kiedis Kiedis. or the chili peppers don't even bring it up. Oh, are they not? They're not chill. At the time, they weren't. But they've gone. John is like Kurt. He's left the band because they got too popular like three different times oh, and really? then come back, you know? I, see, you know, you're, it made me think it brought up Kurt. I think Jim Morrison's a bigger head when it comes to that situation of just like fame and like right. hating what's defined you like it pushed him out of the country and really like, he purposely got fat and brew, grew a beard whoa over it. i didn't know that because it jim when I was think more of, when angry I think of, than kurt i think by but a long dude, shot weren't all those fools signed to labels yeah. for sure but that yeah. but hold on though that was the only way back then okay yeah true nirvana, that's so, so true that's nirvana was signed so to true. two labels that's so true you know i what? forget Can about I just that say something yeah, that's so funny weird thought like with Kurt, and this is just my personal opinion, and Jim Morrison, it feels like they expose their soul so much that it's almost an insult that it went to a bureaucratic money thing. You know, like yeah. a lot of artists, not like that, but these two individuals, it feels like when you listen to their music now, you can almost like feel. Yeah their soul or something I, I feel like mac miller was like that too like when is mac it? miller died but like i feel like I'm my friend died but bro. like pat didn't um no that's cool isn't that what nirvana wanted at first before they blew up when they were with what was it pop the the first label remember the dark side of the 90s Mm-hmm. They like wanted the mainstream, and they like wrote up their own contract. What, no, 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 sub pop? Sub pop? No. Okay, he knows. Kurt Novoselic, the bass player, just went to sub pop to make sure they weren't going to be taken advantage of, and he made them drop a label. Little did he know a label deal. Little did he know they are the most like fair, indie, honest, self righteous people. And they would have never taken advantage of them. So the deal that they printed up at the 10 cent library was worse than the deal they would have got. And it was two albums. So never mind. Once they signed to the major, blew up and Sub Pop still got money from that because Chris Novoselic made them drop a contract, a boilerplate contract from the library. Does that make sense? When really it would have just been Bleach, their first album. Yeah, so they were literally <laughs> but, signed I mean, to like two labels. But nobody really lost from that deal. Like, if anything, it kept one of the greatest labels ever alive, Sub Pop, which is like Kurt probably would have been stoked for that, you know, Loki. And he didn't. He didn't need money. Nah, Kurt wasn't like, oh, that little couple million went to Sub Pop. Like, I fucked up. Yeah, I think he had a son personal to prove to himself. What? I think he had something personal to prove to himself. Kurt? Yeah. 
Whereas, like, even, like, with Jim Morrison, though, like, his anger came from, I think it was, like, accidental exposure. It was all poetry for him, strictly. But he just so happened to look like the Statue of David. And right. he, he resented the industry, because in the 60s, they treated him like Justin Bieber. And that's what made him angry and, like, lash out. I think it was purely accidental for him. He just wanted to be a poet. You know what's crazy is that that was so long ago. Five years there around. But but what I'm saying is is that like the truth of that what happened with Jim like you know because you followed him so closely yeah. but like it's been so long that like we don't really know as much about him as we do about Kurt and we know even more about like the people that are closer like Mac and Juice and X like yeah like like. Like what you're saying about Jim, like I didn't really know because in my mind I thought he was like this sex symbol and he would like pose with his shirt off and like had that like transgender or he was like a gender bender. Jordan Peterson. Really, I just thought he was tripping balls and just into it. No, no but like he was very much like willing to pose and like be the star. In my mind, that's how I remember him. But he also performed with his back to the crowd, didn't yeah, he? The when first, he started, the, yeah. At the, yeah they, so they, when they played the London Fog was where they first originally started playing. And then they became the house band for the Whiskey A Go-Go. But it was at the Lon- London Fog, I think, in like, it could have been 63, where his back was faced. He, yeah, he wouldn't expose the front of his body, but then eventually he did it. He did it, and then that's when they blew up, but... The night that they got kicked out of the Whiskey A Go Go was the night that they got signed by Electro Records. And then from there, they just blew the fuck up. But I think it was, um, he, he, I think he got taken more advantage of than so many more musicians. And there's a lot on him, there's a lot of documents and things to look at about Jim. I, I've been following, like, following him closely as, as far as I can remember. He, he's got a big part in my life. Mm-hmm. It's a sad. He's had a sad, sad life. You know, I just thought of something. I've been reading this book that's super. Con- you know how I've been telling you I've been having like that cutting sadness, yeah, or death, and like I told you, I want my daughter and my father yeah. to be with me in my next life and stuff. He had a thing where he felt like he was enchanted Indian. or something, and this book is so comforting and convincing. I'm almost feeling like it could be real. Which one? Oh, it's. Uh, I'd have to send it to you, but have you seen the doors, Oliver Stones? Yeah, it's, to, personally, that's pile, right? It's but not um, real. well, I mean, oh, that's trash. It's really inaccurate. It's like awfully inaccurate, right? But yeah, um, that's that's surprising that Oliver Stone would get something he beat. They so they, wrong. They, they made him look like the the person that he wasn't that he wasn't and a lot of the people close to jim absolutely hated that film like mm. patricia keneally who was a journalist for rolling stone magazine who bri- briefly had an affair with jim while he was dating pamela corson she went on a whole rampage about that film john densmore went on a rampage well they, you yeah, know it's hard out. but it, it is hard to show all the sides of someone the either the lizard king side is more tasteful so it's going to sell Right, you know, but no, and exactly. I feel like the poet, the real Jim, it could have bored, like made people a lot of like bored. Like they wanted to see the Jim Morrison who's whipping his dick out. But in all reality, but it did start as him as a poet. Oh yeah, I think so. and he died as a poet. But I'm saying, like, I don't know when was the last time you've seen it, the movie. Yeah, I 
I've seen it like enough. Like I, I'll never. I don't want to see it. Right. right. If you want to like really like well, learn what, what about him, if you know so much about him, what is that little tidbit about the Indian? He was he, when he was a kid. He was in the Nevada. I think Nevada desert with his family because they mm-hmm. moved a lot because his dad was a Navy officer. And they went on a trip or they were moving to a different state and him and his family came across a car accident of all these um, Native American worker like laborers and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like blood and like this, this and that. And he, when he was a kid, he said that he felt the soul of the Indian that he like made eye contact with like jump into his body. And mm-hmm. he would like channel that energy when he was on stage and or just tripping fucking balls. Oh well, that's what the movie said. Yeah, too, like there, right? there's small shit that's accurate. Like when they br- when he brought the lamb out on stage, but like a lot of it was just bullshit. Oh, but not that particular. If if I were you, like a good accurate documentary would be the one that um, Johnny Depp narrated. When you're strange, it's like it's the pro- it's one of my favorite music documentaries I've ever seen. But as far as like a film, like it's it's like it's mostly trash to me. But and I think oh, a lot oh, of like you're just talking about the movie in general, not that Indian incident. Well, the Indian incident, yeah, it was like it it, it happened. Like he saw a car accident and he felt that energy and like go into some. him. Yeah, that definitely happened. He re- but he he really resented his family. I mean, he he told Rolling Stone that his parents were uh, dead the first time he got interviewed by Patricia Keneally. But they were just off in Florida, living their life. What do you mean, dead? He told the papers that oh, that they were dead. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, because oh. um, he was like the rebel of the family. You know, yeah, he was, he was he, really was smart. He, was he a miserable fuck or what? Like as a kid, just in general. Um, I think well, from like what I've read and shit, like when when Jim was hammered and drunk, it was, they created a persona for him called Jimbo. And when Jimbo would come out, that's when he'd break things. He'd like beat girls. Like he was an he was a monster. But when it was Jim, he was a charming, smart, caring person. But it was the whiskey and all that combined brought out like the demon in him. And then that's when he had to go to Paris. And then that's when he got into heroin. And I believe that's what killed him. Yeah, it's crazy to me that like. All these people that died, like Kurt, Pete, Jim, all these fucking people, like Amy Winehouse. Pete. I'm a big, I really like Amy Winehouse a lot. Um, she's yeah, so fire. she's amazing. Um, but Pete? that all these Peep. people oh, yeah. the made rat. all this shit, apparently, like this really great art while they're getting fucked up. That's always so crazy to me because I can't make fucking dick when i'm well no i mean it's no that's not necessarily the truth they i think what happened was they started making it before they got deep into the drugs and then they continued to make it while and like sometimes that peak happens (laughs) like when they (coughs) just like shortly after they discover drugs when maybe they're still working right and Mm. then they stop working and it goes downhill oh okay yeah but um, we're approaching like three hours. Oh, okay. I thought it was so, a four-hour joint. That's crazy. And I don't. I haven't said this in a while, but I really do think this is like one of the best podcasts it's a good we've one. done. Yeah. Sick. It's 
It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, let's get Muck on here too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, would, show, I would love to get her on. And just so you I'll know, I'll text her like right now. And just so you know, like also the only reason I say her name so openly is because she's like the most open person about being. So sober. she's not worried about all that. Not stuff. at all. That's bro. dope. I like, feel like people. I feel fuck. like a lot. I feel like everyone know. knows she's sober. I feel like the word woke is just so. Bro, not, you're. You're not going to text us tomorrow and be like, oh, you can't yeah, post that podcast. <laughs> no. Bro, I have someone on who fucking hit it's gonna me get posted the anyway. next day. Playboy Cardi's like stylist or whatever. Oh, really? And he hit me up the next day and he was like, bro, like I can't be associated with that podcast. Like you can't post it. And I just got so mad because it was like everything we were talking about was like why that's so lame. Yeah, to like not be able to be honest because you're sort of because you're trying to uphold some image yeah. of what you think is cool or what's going to sell and you can't just be your fucking self. Dude, my homie was actually telling me recently, like a bunch of my homies have said this to me is like they were like, dude, you got to figure out how to tell your story because you're, they're like, your music is great. You got to figure out how to tell your story of like being a junkie, getting sober it changing your life and you like really fucking with it and and it helping you grow in all these ways in these different ways you got to be able to tell that 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 should be your narrative that should be your brand yeah. that should be what 100%. you're telling 100% and i'm like 1000% for that because i think it'll resonate with so many people like what Shane said about you you know what i mean like and um but you and, know what you know what part i but the, th- the okay here's the problem though i'm so down i just don't I I'm like I'm good at making music. No, I feel you, like it's I don't already know. answered. You just ask him. He, you tag yeah, him. I need you're his help up overnight. You know, no. no, you're not gonna blow up, but you're gonna get followers really I quick. Just, well, I just I just mean I need help making the content. Like I'm the music comes naturally to me. All the social media stuff, the on how I am on video. It's Bro, so, we should do a video. Like I'm so bad at it. Dude. Yeah, it's no, yeah, not should, yeah. natural for me. You at know, Sheck West is. Yeah. Yeah. I did a video for him. Really? And then he didn't pay me, and I put it out anyway, and it went, like, number one on Reddit. Really? And, like, we had to change the song, and it was kind of turned into a joke. But, like, you should... It's, like, a really dope video. I mean, I don't know why I just brought that up. We've done so many other videos for so many other people, but we should definitely... What do you mean, no? If you just listens to you, takes some advice, and starts posting, everybody... Well, what I'm talking about is, like, doing, like, an actual video... I've, personally, I've always... Have you ever seen Die Antwerd's like, first piece of content that they no. put out? Do you know who that is? Yeah, of course. It wasn't a music video. It was like a commercial for Die Antwerd. It was like him like talking in South Africa, and then it would cut to like this one of their songs and it was like slow motion of like some shit that like his fucking Pink Floyd boxers and like the weird he's like it was like a it was like when you finished watching that three minute video you like understood what die antwerd was yeah in all its glorious fucking dirty south african Mm -hmm. it was like oh this is and they were kind of funny and like i'm always trying to do that for new artists figure out a way to do that amazing which is like i don't know there's so many different ways to approach that, but I would love to like, yeah, I got, I should, yeah, we should, definitely we should have a meeting with my partner, Tim, who's running Ridge production while I do this. And we should figure out a way if there's something we can do. Let's do it, bro. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like my, 
I'm pretty sure you guys, you guys had my manager on here. Ian. Yeah, Ian. Yeah. When's the album drop? Bro. Like, I'm shooting for... Uh, I want to start dropping stuff in the spring through the summer. So, like... Because, obviously, it's like spring and summer. It's, like, part reggae kind of shit. It's, like... So, that's when I'm... When I want to do it, Ian kind of, like, wants to get it on a label. I'm, like... I don't know how I feel about that. So, just, like, play a song on here so they don't fuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Really? No, I mean, I don't know. No, you should play something. Play a little snippet. Okay. But I have a microphone, like? Yeah, yeah, just put it on the mic. Just for, I'm talking like 15 seconds, just so people get an idea of like what the vibe is. But like, do you have a video? Bro, I have music videos. I hate all of them. Probably also because I was fat still. But um, Mm -hmm. also, I just hate the. I've got to get better. I want to get better at all of that, the visuals. I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm picturing you like in a white suit at like a Thanksgiving dinner. When you say, when you say, when you say, you know what I mean? Like, just like something different, bro. And with like all these like people around you that are like wearing whispering cardigan sweaters and like all proper and shit. And like you're like not, but you're in. I love it. I don't know. I, I think we could make something really cool. You yeah, know? I'm down. I just I just mean I want to tap in with you too about obviously you're really good. It comes nat- kind of natural to you at like filming everything and yeah. like what's good content. I'm just I like all I I'm just f- fuck with the music and all this other stuff. I'm like I'm like I've never even taken a fucking selfie, bro. I'm not kidding. Like right. I'm that weird with that kind of shit. Huh. Like I like this girl I'm seeing like snap me the other day and I'm like hey, how do I even you should use take Snapchat? one now with you in front of the microphone and there and you'll have your first selfie. I should take my first selfie out here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Hold on. See. Make sure you get the mic in there too. Fire. <laughs> but yeah, she snapchatted me and I was like, bro, I have to, she's like, What's your snap? I'm like, dude, I have to make one. Like I don't even have one. Like, mm. So yeah, so play a little clip. Okay, okay. Um, I'll just play like everyone's favorite because this is, seems to be their favorite. Um, sort of unanimously. It's called Too Irie. Irie is a Jamaican word for like feeling good. Have you heard his shit? Oh. Is that you yelling? Yeah. And singing. Yeah. Oh, I also want to Billy. Wow, bro. Dude, you're really onto something because <laughs> sure because there's so. nobody else doing that. Yeah, they're I, all good though. What? They're all good. My favorite yeah, song hasn't even dropped yet. It's, it's he's so early. Which one's your favorite in the Shane? game with this what the, shit? What is that called? Chilling in a I'm not. I'm not really necessarily. Well, how does it go? Oh, oh yeah, let it bleed. That song oh, is yeah. cool. It's like it's like Sugar Ray vibes. But it's like you don't really need to. Like it's not even so much about like whether the song is good right now. What I'm trying to say about him having, like he has, you have your own lane right now. Yeah, it's like it's almost like you're the fucking 
It's like a wide You don't even need to explain lane. it. I already know. Like, yeah. you're the fucking, the modern day fucking slightly stupid, like you said. But sad like, boy. But, but, sad but boy, slightly but it's, stupid. It's the mumble rap sad boy. It's the fucking. You want to know, like, this is what it is, too, for me. Is like, I feel like, um, I like, I'm like so inspired by like Bradley. Yeah. Like, like, I just like, I'm from the beach. Like, see, to me, like. To me, like Bradley was like the Beach Boy version of Kurt, you know. Yeah, he's he my was like f- if Kurt was from the beach. He's my favorite too. They're, those two to me time. are like the most iconic, like for sure. But Brad, right? I think Brad get Bradley Knoll from Sublime. He gets oh, overlooked a hundred percent. So hard. I, I had a phase in my life where I was so obsessed. And if you you know their acoustic album, Sublimes. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I've it's heard like that. a CD. And it's like, it was sort of like this underground, he like played in front of his friends. It was like Mm -hmm. just him. He's playing, it was so raw and it was just like, dude, this motherfucker, it's like sloppy, bro. But it's like so good, you know, it's so good. And he would like go from, he would be playing one song and then like accidentally slip into like the second half of a different song. Oh, really? And it like played. (laughs) You know, like there's actually one song on it called, uh, it's, it's, it's the tie. It's the song name of both of the songs. That's funny that you haven't heard that. Um, Oh yeah. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. But yeah, no, you're, you're, you're stoked. Oh, that's funny. It's the only album I have saved in my, uh, yeah, you gotta, like that's how it starts. It's literally like in a room. Yeah. But his voice. Like he's like yeah. fucking around. It's like the it's like the voice of an angel. Yeah. And then he he he, he slips into the cracky. He does the cracky thing. Yeah. He can do it all. But that whole album is just retarded. Yeah. I was obsessed. Yeah, like I love Sublime. I love him so much, and I love Sublime too. Like I don't I don't, I don't know how I feel about Sublime with Rome. Like I'm not like against it or anything I'm just like, no it's the same as like the grateful dead without jerry yeah it's like whatever it's just like fuck it's like but like obviously the other guys like eric and butter still dope as fuck yeah too. they're I'm cool just like, i don't know fuck he are was we, just such uh, a legendary songwriter are we still recording are we still got time <laughs> yeah